T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's going on, everyone? Jenna Cameron, John Ritchie. It is uh, 94 WIP. Great to be with you off and rolling on this Tuesday morning. Well, we still await, obviously, more information and more news on the Joel Embiid situation, including when the surgery will be and ultimately, after it happens, what they say about it and what they say about whether he'll play again this year. But we're all ears for when that. And I would think in the next day or two, we'll probably know a good more, good bit more on that. We do know a lot more about the start of the Eagles season. It's going to be in, you know, Brazil. Eagles week one on a Friday night in Brazil. We'll get into that topic. Flyers uh, and the Panthers tonight. Carter Hart officially charged north of the border in Canada. Phil's hot stove. we got a lot to do. Ben Davis with us later. Ron Jaworski later. Joe Conklin cooking some stuff up for us. And certainly your phone calls at 215-592-9494. Richie Rich. Hi, Joe. Hello there, bud. The very first motorcycles were steam-powered. This was four years after the Civil War ended. They look like bicycles. They've got this giant steam, I I don't know, funnel right under the seat. Wow. It looks kind of sketchy, kind of dangerous. Like where the steam is is propelling you, Yes, that vent is like right where the seat is. Which seems like you could have uh, some some delicate, uh, oh yeah, you know, issues. body parts near there. Issues. What if uh, Eddie Murphy put the old banana in that tailpipe? Yeah, that would be a problem. I actually think it could blow this up. This this, <laughs> I'm not kidding. This thing ran on steam. It was called the Roper Steam Velocipede, the the very first motorcycle. The Roper Steam Velocipede, wow. and I'm positive the banana in the in the in the, whatever the steam pipe yeah. would have blown it up. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. Um, hopefully, Embiid's injury didn't blow up the the Sixer season. It might have. We're all ears, and again, we'll see either in the next you know uh, day or two what what the status of that is. Remember, trade deadline is Thursday, so it certainly behooves the Sixers as long as the doctors say, hey, you know, he's he's good to have this surgery. You would you would think they'd want to do it sooner than later. Uh, to try to get the information prior to the trade deadline. So we'll get into that as we move forward today. We'll also get into the uh, the reality of the game in Brazil. John, let's start with this. Uh, you know, it's really perhaps the biggest of all things as it relates to the Eagles, and it's a topic we have visited many times, and so it's a revisit, but a warranted revisit on the way the Eagles are run because this has been an often scrutinized, often criticized, often praised Imagine that, often criticized, often praised part of Philadelphia sports is how the Eagles are run top on down with Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman having massive involvement, obviously, 
in 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 the operation of let's call it their team. I mean, it's Lurie's team. It's also our team as fans. But you know, Lurie empowers Howie a great deal. We know Lurie has his own chunk of influence that is probably a lot more than most NFL owners. We know no one has more influence in all of the NFL as an owner than Jerry Jones. It's not on that level. Jeffrey Lurie is not the owner of the team. Excuse me, not the uh, general manager of the team. Howie Roseman is. We know Howie Roseman does more than most GMs, when it, or at least we certainly think so, when it comes to involvement beyond the typical GM scope. I mean, it's just an unusual setup. And, and so I, I will ask everybody. It's worth a revisit here. Season's over. All season's begun. Decisions were made. And I'm curious at 215-592-9494, where are you listening right now? Now, in February of 2024, stand on this often discussed volatile issue. Back and forth we go about the type of involvement, the big involvement of Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman. And and what you think now, plus or minus, on the whole shebang. Again, 215-592-9494. I will tell you this right out of the gate. While it makes me feel uneasy to a certain degree, while it probably causes problems at times, I acknowledge that, I am still all good. I am still all in on the Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman thing. And if for no other reasons, two very, 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 very basic reasons. Reason number one, the Eagles are, even if it seems wonky, okay? Number one, the Eagles are consistently one of the best teams in pro football. They're going to have their down years. 2020 was a disaster. They had their down month in December and in January. But they are, and this is a fact. You can look it up. You can look at the numbers. They are consistently one of the best teams in pro football. And reason number two, they are consistently. Now, maybe this will change in the coming years due to the Phillies. We'll see. But the Eagles are consistently the best team in Philadelphia sports. Just a fact. So as we sit here today and revisit this age-old topic, I'm still good with it, even though it feels kind of weird. And I want to hear from you at 215-592-9494. John, what you have called Halfrey many times, where do you stand now, Mm. February 2024, on this big one? It uh, Halfrey, Howie, is running the show. Uh, We are a powerhouse because Howie is running the show. So I I appreciate the job that he's done. Man, uh he is uh he's executive of the year uh every year if you want to give it to him because he, he always does. Well, he's not that. A no, top that's of the line that's not, job. He's not every year. He's he's had some disastrous years. No. Well, this year was not good. Going, if we're going back back, yes. He said but two. As, I think he look, said two as in of particular. Late, how how we how we not how free. I'm yep. saying how we. Yep is really uh, at, at, the top of, uh, at the top of the tank. I think they need to consider backing off a little bit with uh, the power structure uh, as it stands. You know, it has worked. It is now wonky because we're teetering on the edge of, you know, the coach is now in a spot where I, I don't know if it's going to be easy for the players to respect them all the time. You know, like this, this power structure, yes, it's been – incredible and and there are people uh very very smart people teams and teams of smart people in the NovaCare facility who are filtering fantastic information to Howie and he somehow absorbs and applies all of it and he surfs the NFL 
for for the team's benefit. He does a great job. I'm I'm okay with that because he's great at that. But this setup right now is it feels like it's it's taking power away from the main guy and that could prove problematic. And and I don't know, maybe the Eagles are hoping that it's like out of sight, out of mind, and time heals all wounds. And and as the offseason progresses and new guys come in from other teams, everything will sort of get, you know, washed clean in the shuffle. But, you know, Nick Sirianni, Nick Sirianni was stripped of some power. And, I, and no that, question. That's that right. lingers That's right. for me. And I think that must linger for these players. I don't know how that plays out on the field. Don't you think they already had that, though, John? I mean, I agree with you. Not like this. Not like this. That's fair. That's Not fair. to this degree. Yeah, wow. no, I, I, I agree. Look, I, I Nick just... needs to be perceived as infallible. And this is my old school belief, yep, Joe. Yep. Like, my, my belief, when I looked at John Gruden, when I looked at Andy Reid across the practice field, they were like the, the benevolent rulers of the field. You know, and of the team and of the building and their football acumen and their opinion, they, they, it was inarguable. They knew. They knew all. They knew everything. And, and you and, knew that they knew. Absolutely. And everyone knew. And, yeah. and, and right now, it feels like the only entity that's infalli- infallible and inarguable or unarguable, whichever the word is, <laughs> at the NovaCare facility is, is Howie Roseman. That is a problem for me. The players need to perceive the coach in a little bit different light. And and I'm not sure how how we get there with where we're coming from. Well, ultimately, you probably get there by changing coaches someday, and then maybe a, a new coach has more power year one, or maybe he doesn't. I mean, maybe Doug and Sirianni didn't have much power year one, and it was a little bit less transparent, but generally understood both internally by players of the NovaCare and externally by us. I mean, I, I never perceived Doug and Sirianni as having the greatest grip on things. What I know is I saw both of them take the Eagles to the Super Bowl. I saw one of them lead the Eagles to a championship. I saw the other, obviously, with a team that should have won a championship. Now I'm frustrated they didn't. And you can make the case maybe choosing a weaker head coach was a preventative factor in winning that game. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. I mean, you know, maybe defensive backs just stopped playing good football and maybe the defensive coordinator, you know, made some mistakes and not getting the guys to adjust. And, by the way, Patrick Mahomes is on the other side, and maybe that explains it all. I mean, I, 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 it's, it's, look, it's a strange thing. I mean, it, it, there's no question it's a strange thing. We all know these guys, and I'm talking about Laurie and Howie, have massive involvement in this operation. The question is whether it's good for the Eagles or not, whether it's best for the Eagles or not, whether you think – and again, you can weigh in at 215-592-9494. They should back down and learn from some of the ills. And there have been ills. I mean, guys, you guys know I, I am, a, a generally speaking, a big believer in the Eagles. Obviously, I've been espousing a lot of negativity lately. I think it's been warranted. But for the most part, you know, I'm someone, and this even goes back, honestly, predates Lurie. I'm, I'm not trying to make a whole referendum here in the Eagles' last 30 years, but I'll say this. They've been pretty damn good. I mean, since 1988, and that's going back 35 years now, they've won 10 or more games an awful lot. They've made the playoffs an awful lot. That's what I've seen for most of my lifetime. I have come to expect the Eagles to be pretty good more often than not. And it's a joy of life for me. It really is. I mean, the other teams, no. I used to have it with the Flyers, not anymore. I mean, it's gotten better this year. But the Eagles are the team. 
And Lori and Howie are a huge part of that. Now, could they dial it back and be more effective as an organization? Maybe. And I'll ask you at 215-592-9494 if you want them to dial it back to become more effective as an organization. Tell me how. Tell me where. Tell me the tangible thing you want to see them take a step back from to empower someone else to do. I mean, maybe it's something as simple as let the head coach pick his coordinators. Maybe it already happens. Maybe it doesn't. That's the other thing, John. There is that mystery. I mean, we knew when Jim Schwartz was literally hired before Doug Peterson, we knew Doug didn't hire Jim Schwartz because Jim <laughs> Schwartz was hired first. Yeah, had a so sinking feeling. You could see that one. Mm-hmm. Now it's in a little bit more of a nebula zone, right? Who really, you know, can decide? Who really said, let's go Patricia? Well, Nick's saying... I hired right. him when right. I hired him, I when know. I decided I to know. hire him. But we all Making know Making it the pretty deal. clear. Nick's also saying, let's try to get a pass interference down the field. And three weeks later, A.J. Brown's like, hey, that wasn't Nick's fault. So are you saying you just distrust Nick Sirianni more I, than you distrust Howie Rosen? I'm saying this. When it comes to what they say publicly, I distrust a lot. Honestly. And I don't that, know how we should be expected to trust <laughs> anything. That's not good. Yeah, All right. Bad. Where do you stand on this? Because we want to see the team, you know, build it back up. They got to rebuild the defense. They got to get their, their culture a little bit more aligned. Um, they got to figure out offensive scheme. But it really does all start with the decision makers and whether you are comfortable. And I'm curious at 215-592-9494 with Lurie and Howie's involvement, Alfrey, as John has called it many times, and your perception of how they run things. Joe to Cameron, John Ritchie. We'll get into the Brazil reality. We'll tell you today how you can win Green Day tickets. We'll do the MB thing. There's a lot of stuff going on there. We'll get to it all. Your thoughts, your phone calls, 215-592-9494. Well, John, Punxsutawney Phil predicted an early spring. However, it's time to fight the February cold with quality replacement windows from Window Nation. If you've finally had enough of those frigid drafts coming through your windows and the frustration of higher and higher heating bills, Call Window Nation. It's time to replace your windows and save big with 50% off on all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. Window Nation's professional installation teams have over 10 years of experience, plus they can install your new windows in one day or less and come with a lifetime warranty. With proven quality service, it is no wonder thousands of homeowners, including me, have trusted Window Nation for their homes, and you can too. With 50% off and zero down, plus zero interest and no payments for 24 months, you can't afford to wait. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, good morning to all. Joe to Cameron, John Ritchie, it is 94 WIP. An awful lot to get to today. The Embiid stuff, some Phil's hot stove. You know, Sixers, obviously, without Embiid, it's going to be a rough go. I mean, you know, Daniel House last night, four points, Paul Reed, too. Thank you for your participation. Let's go to the phones. 215-592-94. Reese couldn't... <laughs> Couldn't carry us, no, Joe. No. Well, when he's the number one, he can't. It's gonna be it's gonna be a harder go there, Johnny boy. Harder go. All right, let's get to the phones. Where you stand on all this, including uh, Halfrey, Jeffrey Lurie, and Howie Roseman, and uh, their involvement, you know, through the years. But what you make of it now, in light of the latest twist and turn, which essentially involved a season to crash and burn, uh, a coach that was retained, but a coach that we certainly believe lost power. What do you make of? Lurie and Howie's involvement. Let's kick it off with Rocco. Rocco, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? And ladies. I'm sorry. Doing all right, Rocco. Well, that would that would be ladies when you oh. include when you include Seltzer. Oh, oh. So, hilarious. I, I had oh. Rich, nailed it. I had Richie or Seltzer. And I People thought, are doubling over in their cars on the way to work <laughs> right know, now. Look, look at Seltzer all defensive there, Rocco. You're, I was you just that? making fun of you, buddy. No, I defensive. know what you're doing. It's a little defensive. Oh. It's okay. Did I did I trigger something? I'm sorry, yeah. I misspoke. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, kinda. Yeah, my goodness. A little bit. Goodness, my goodness. Talk about chatty. Uh, yeah. But anyway, um, I, I was at the gym last night. The announcement was made about Brazil, and Kenny came on the air, and he had put a vision in my head that I just can't get out of. Him and Wector in Brazil together. Now, you know the costumes. You know the carnival. We're not talking mummers. Can you see the two of them in Brazil together? So, Wector, Wector and who? Who was the other one? Kenny. Uh, Kenny. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, yeah uh, the two of them with those costumes dancing the samba. Hey, listen, man, anything's possible. Well, I do have a question yes, about sir. this. Yes. Now, there are 17 games in a season. One team, uh, a teams will get an extra home game. Yep. Is that going to be our extra home game? Yes. Do we still have? Ah. Yeah, yeah the, right. the Eagles are the host team, so unfortunately it's a bummer that the Eagles essentially lose the right to have that ninth game at home. Okay, well, you know what? As long as we get our eight, I mean, I don't think Well, yeah, but here's here's where it stinks. The Dallas Cowboys yeah, could have Cowboys nine games have nine. in Texas. See, so the, the Eagles are going to be at a neutral site. Now, here's the deal, Rocco. What the league looks to do, with the exception of Jacksonville, who has attached themselves to this Europe thing, with the exception of Jacksonville over time, meaning like five years, ten years, 15, 20 years, the league's going to try to even it out. Yeah. I mean, if, if I remember right, when the Eagles played in London in 2018, that was a Jacksonville home game, an Eagles road game, which means that year the Eagles actually played eight home games, seven true road games, and one essentially neutral site game, and that benefited the Eagles. Well, so these I, are the know, kind listen. of things that the league tries to balance right. out. 
Right, and that that makes sense. And look, they know their business. They know they know how to make money. Um, and I, it seems like they are expanding their brand globally. So, hey, God bless them. Well, they're, uh, Rock, I'll tell you this, my man, a good call. I mean, they're, they're certainly trying. They've never really gained tremendous traction overseas, not like the NBA has. John, let's let's tackle this Brazil thing. Um, thumbs up, thumbs down. Eagles start the season in Brazil. I I think it's fascinating. I, I when I think of Brazil, I mean I I think of uh, it, it's an exciting uh, world uh, that that I've never been anywhere close to. Uh, feels man, feels like a spot, a destination. Well, yeah. Brazil. The proper answer is thumbs Woo! down. That's the what do you mean? Answer. Thumbs down, man. <laughs> this is this is an opportunity for so, our team to go out into the world and gain more popularity, like sh- show our team to more eyes, more eyes. And now these eyes are attached to heads in a place that's like a a spot to be. Does he want a Johnny come lately at the next parade? Uh, no. Yeah, you I, want some South American at the next parade hey, who, who if, just signed up uh, upcoming September? If we gain some fans in Brazil, that's You're great. a gatekeeper now? I'm no all, no I, new I, Eagles fans I, allowed? Is I that a, the. I am a gatekeeper. I'm a gatekeeper. No, okay, so, no, I'm joking around that. Here's where I'm at on, on Brazil. You really don't seem to like it that much. Well, here's where I'm at. The idea, So is it a bummer to lose a home game? Yeah. I mean, does it technically hurt the Eagles a little bit? Yes, but I accept that. Over ten years, you know it's going to happen at some point. We make Just every like, away game a home game. Like well, we do a great nah, job. There's some of that because we are great fans. Listen, you think there's going to be tons of Eagles fans going to Brazil? Yeah, there'll be a lot. But he, here, here's the deal. Here's where I'm at on this. So conceptually, game in Brazil, cool. Yeah, cool. I don't like a week one. I don't like a week one. It just feels off. It's like when the Phillies start a season well, it is against it's on an American. Like when the Phillies start against an American League team, don't like it. Now somebody in the National League has to face somebody in the American League because there's 15 teams in both leagues. So fundamentally, one National League team has to play an interleague series to start the season against an American League team, and that happened in the Phillies last year when they faced Texas to start the season. I think it actually, James, happened another year when didn't the Phillies play the Bra- uh, the, the Red Sox to start a year? Uh, they played the A's a couple the years A's? ago. All right. So, like, I don't like that. But, you know, someone's got to do it. Philly stepped up, and they were the infantry man. They did it for Major League Baseball. What I'm telling you is I don't like, as an Eagles fan, this thing to kick off the season on a Friday night. I don't like it. I mean, guys, then we just you get extra rest. We like, just went we through will all, be better I, prepared for week two. You know what? We have to just, travel to South America. Well, we just, too. Let's not get carried here's, away. Here's yeah. the problem. We just It'll went through less sitting. We you, just you went get through to all... sit for two more no, days, no, no. no matter how you cut it. No, but here's why I'm in a particularly irritated state about it. Because we just went through a whole damn season in which I could never get a freaking Sunday at one game. And now I got to start the next year on a Friday. I don't know the time. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. I don't know what time it is. They're two hours ahead. I mean, like, I don't need a freaking Friday night game. I mean, I just want to get them back on track. I want to get myself back on track. Sunday at one. Bang! Television right there. And now I got a freaking Friday night game. That irritates me out of the gate. Now, that's just me. We'll see where everyone stands at 215-592-9494. Where do you stand on the Brazil thing? It, by the way, it's a, that is it, a weird concept, too. I'm just look, that's I like that's I like the point. idea. I, I think it's an exciting new like yeah. let, let's 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 uh, yeah, let's challenge our ideas of what's normal and what's not like this is good. 
But you get but, my point, but right? Think about it. if they're two hours ahead and they're going to kick off at I don't know what time do they kick off? I have no eight o'clock. It's un- there's no there's no is it an eight o'clock p.m. Friday night kickoff or yeah. seven o'clock? Yeah, it'll be PM? it'll probably be prime Friday time night. on Friday. Yeah, of course yeah. it will. It'll be but eight I mean, o'clock Friday night. But or I mean, something. James, after that ridiculous schedule, okay. Then we got to the playoffs, and the Eagles were on a Monday night in the wild card. Bro, round. you don't get to yell at me. I hate it. I, I, a hundred percent on your side. I think it's a horrible way to start right. the season. I think it's a, the, the worst possible way they could have given. I it. mean, when the Eagles uh, wait, played wait. that Jacksonville yeah, game, I think it's horrible. What's so bad? Like, it's just, just bad for the team. Get on like, schedule. It's bad for all of us. Yes, and football players are creatures of habit. You know that. You talk about it all the time. Like, they, get on schedule. Football fans are creatures that of habit too. too. It doesn't affect my the way God. They play. It doesn't affect. Yeah, yeah, it does, oh, man. Yeah, it does. We've seen that it does. Travel no, it matters. Doesn't. You're the only person who underrates that. I guess. <laughs> this guy, this guy I right am here. the only person. All right, all right. It's so all the same. We will ask you this question at two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. What do you make of the Brazil thing? By the way, it's. One of our two Twitter poll questions of the day today, both brought to us by Armin Chevrolet with red, red tag bonus cash on every new Armin Chevrolet Equinox and stock. Find new roads to Armin Chevrolet. Visit ArminChevy.com. Today's question, do you like the Eagles opening their 2024 regular season on a Friday night in, how do you say this, Sao Paulo, Brazil? Sao Paulo, Sao Paulo. yeah. Sao Paulo, Brazil. Three choices. Choice A, yes, I like it. Choice B, no, I don't. Choice C, I'm indifferent. You can vote on this one. I'm obviously curious where your results come in on that one. Second poll question today, and we'll get more into this up ahead. Do you think Joel Embiid plays again this season? A, yes, B, no. You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter and certainly weigh in on the phone line. Speaking of that, and speaking of weighing in, Brian Winhorst on the trade deadline, the Embiid thing, all of that and more, plus your chance to win Green Day tickets. That's up ahead. And your thoughts on Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman at this stage of the game. Still running the Eagles the way they run them, whether that's a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Joe Cameron, John Ritchie, it is 94 WIP. Is 2024 the year after years of wear and tear, you have finally made the decision time for a knee, hip, or shoulder replacement? You've talked to your doctor. You've got a date set. The team at NovaCare Rehabilitation is here for you. Did you know attending physical therapy before your replacement surgery can significantly help your recovery and movement post-surgery. And then once you have your new replacement, you already know and trust NovaCare's physical therapist to help you fully heal. They are experts in balance, gait training, and pain management. Your joint replacement needs are unique, and NovaCare's team will develop an individualized treatment plan to get you feeling strong. And We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, we got green tickets, uh, Green Day tickets on the line today. Who, believe it or not, I dreamt about last night. Oh, and, huh. the, and the strange thing was, I think it was connected to Lisa Ann. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. So, in my dream, in my dream last night, John is trying to convince somebody, and I don't know who the who is, that he knows Green Day because you know he does know Green Day, and 
it's like he wants, I don't know, to get into the concert or to get backstage or something. And the reason that this may have been in my mind is Lisa Ann got kicked out of an event two nights ago arrested. in New York. Yeah, arrested. Kicked out and arrested where she said she knew the, I don't know what it was, a singer, a comedian. I don't comedian. Know who, it was a comedian. Who the person is. And so she got arrested uh, up in New York a couple of days ago. Who was the comedian she was trying Some to... Some guy named Matt Reif. I had never heard of him. Uh, I don't me know. Neither. Apparently, she got arrested for uh, apparently looking at her, her phone. Or using her phone yeah. during the, the comedian's... Jeez. Yeah, yeah I know. And she a little claimed, aggressive. They're very intense about that And she now. claimed she didn't. And she was also saying, like, you know, but I'm friends with the guy. So, I, I don't know. The whole thing's weird. I met Lisa Ann, by the way. Very cool. Big football fan. Huge football she fan. She is a huge... Yeah, huge, huge Cowboys fan. And I she knew was, that she was a fantasy football yep. player. She was on that show. Yeah. Like, yeah. She knows football. Seriously. She really, she really, really does. All right. 215-592-9494. Big game coverage here on WIP presented by Solo Stove. Feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit, solostove.com. All right, speaking of Green Lisa Day. Lisa Ann does not know football. Lisa Ann John, I'm not might saying, have known fantasy no, football, right? No, 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 right? no, that's not you accurate. Think she's, you think she's a John, we talked for about 15 minutes. I'm not going to say she's going to X's and O's you, but, I mean, she knows football. I'm wow. telling you. I talked to her. For a good stretch there. She uh, she was pretty cool, actually. She was very cool. So who do you want to run the Eagles, Howie or Lisa Ann? It depends. <laughs> it depends. All right. Yeah, to what end? <laughs> well, know, that's a, an interesting question, There's John. some people out there Googling, who's Lisa Ann? Yeah, they're going to find that out oh, in a few seconds. Oh, they're going to find out. Just don't, don't Google at work. That's right. Don't, don't let your kids Google that's it. That's right. All right, so when you, when you call them today, you've got a shot to win uh, Green Day tickets. Green Day is going to be in Philadelphia August 9th. John's buddies, Green Day. They're going to be with Smashing Pumpkins, Rancid, and the Linda Lindas at Citizens Bank Park on August 9th. Tickets are on sale. You can get them at Ticketmaster.com. Here's the deal. When you call them today, in addition to the Brazil thing and the, the Howie and Lori thing, we'll also ask you this question the day after last night's NFL Media Day, which to an extent rolls over into today with more media stuff. But yesterday was the big day. Um, hypothetical situation here. You get to ask anybody, not just from the world of sports, anybody, living or dead, um, one question, who are you asking it to? What are you asking? Now, obviously what we're trying to arrive at here is what do you want to know about? Now I need one clarification, Seltzer, from you. Are we going under the hypothetical assumption that the person asked will give a truthful answer yes. or not? Yes. Yes. You get a truthful answer to your question. So essentially it's what do you want to know and who do you want to know it from? John Ritchie, you get to ask anybody a question that has ever lived. By the way, one other, uh, I got to just put this sort of uh, rule out there. We're not going into the religion sense. I mean, okay. yes. I mean, yeah, we all want to know, okay. uh, you know, everything about the various religions. Is there a God? Jesus, did you rise from the dead? Blah, blah, blah. Like, all right, we're not going into religion because that, that gets kind of that gets kind of touchy there. Maybe we should take mine off the board, too. What do you think? This, I, oh, you're I doing it got, by taking it, right? Well, Am yeah. I? Yeah, should I? Well, I don't know. Is it religion? Go for it. No, no, no. It's not religion. No, uh, it did you survive in an arc? <laughs> I got emotional in our in meeting room by myself this morning okay. thinking about this because I thought I thought about my dad. I okay. thought, you know, like my dad at the end, I didn't know how he was. Yep. For like the last five years. I just want to know, is he okay? Yeah. You know, dad, are are you okay? Wow. I, I he was there, and and we just couldn't we we couldn't connect. Mm-hmm. We couldn't know, and so it would just be great to have that closure. Yeah, the personal side of things, family member. I, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, maybe we close the door on yeah. on 
the family yeah, member Yeah, this thing. is for, like, if uh, everyone can uh, benefit from knowing the answer yeah, to Seltzer, the Yeah, Seltzer's mm-hmm. saying to the audience right there, don't make it about yourself. Yeah, Richie right. said it, and I'm, I'm, co- like, I'm you know, co-saying. I mean, John, yes. you know I, I empathize with what you're saying, but what, yes. what James is saying is he wants to know from Oswald. Here's the thing I want to know. <laughs> Here's what I want to know from you guys. If you only get one question, not two, is the question to Oswald, did you shoot JFK, or is the question... Who did you shoot JFK for? Yeah, it yeah. Or why did you shoot JFK? Which it, one's the question? Because it allows him to he could say I didn't if he didn't, you well, know. Yeah, which one's the question? I would I say think, the question is who'd you shoot him for? Yeah, did and you if, act alone or something like that? And if he says, Well, I didn't shoot him, then you say, Okay, well then I mean if he's telling the truth, then you, you didn't shoot him. Yeah. Then you get an answer one way or another. I would not. I would ask him why did you shoot JFK, and that covers a you know he didn't like him, or that could cover the Russians told him to do it, or that could tell him that someone yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, this, anyway, the that, right. whatever. So, so give me give me a, a an answer. So here. you actually believe that he shot him? I do think Oswald shot JFK. I do. I mean, you don't? I don't know what to believe. Man. I definitely think Oswald shot JFK. Do you Maybe, think he acted alone? I don't no. know that one. I don't. Think I think did. it's impossible that he acted alone. Yeah. Well, if, I don't if think he it's did impossible. shoot him, maybe it's one of the bullets. But man, I, I don't wasn't know. magic, that's for sure. Right. All right, give us I'm a, convinced of that. But then there's like, what are the chances that two people from two different locations shot at the exact same time? I mean, maybe, maybe not. I mean, I, all right. So give us an answer to the question. You get to ask anybody one question, living or dead. Um, what are you asking to try to arrive at the truth? Who are you asking it to? Seltzer, who are you asking it to? Joe, this is a big one that I'm okay. sure everyone is is itching for and thinks about all the time. Yep. Uh, John G. Avildsen, a.k.a. the director of Rocky. Yep. Did Adrian's hat fall <laughs> off on purpose or not? I have to know. That's good. That's good. Oh, There's for a you, Twitter buddy. handle with that, with I think her uh, her beret or whatever. Really? Yeah. yeah. I like anyway, that. that was for you, James. A- thank you, James. All right, Rhea, what do you got here for an answer? Very shallow and self-serving, serving just for as an Eagles fan. Since Bill Belichick is no longer connected to the New England Patriots, I would like to ask him in 2004, did you cheat yeah. to beat the Eagles? It's a big question. Gosh, that's a big one. Give us great answers by way of a question. And it's almost like Jeopardy today. You got to ask a question, but you got to also tell us who you're asking it to. 215-592-9494. What do you make of the Brazil thing? Also, Lurie and Howie. Let's go to the phones, talk to Dennis in Springfield. Dennis, good morning. <clears throat> yeah, well, good morning, guys. It's been a few weeks. My my take on the uh, Brazil thing is it's it's all part of the uh it's all part of the conspiracy to screw the Eagles with a schedule. I <laughs> it's really it, it's actually it, not that, but it feels I, I, I know like it's that. not, but I, I because about six, seven weeks ago, I read an article where Jerry Jones said he would never, ever play a game in Mexico or South America. And if he did. Well, he did. He played a game w- in Mexico. It wouldn't be one of their home games. Well, I don't remember when they had it in the 90s. I don't remember if it was home or away, but I do remember they played a game down there. Well, yeah. And, but now, because he says his South America fan base. Maybe that was preseason. Doesn't, doesn't need him. He was more worried about his. And the other thing is, the beginning of the season. That whole week is about the Thursday night game. The defending Super Bowl champs and who they're playing. So they're going to play that game. The Eagles are going to get maybe an hour of coverage on Friday, and then they're going to play. And then the NFL, it's going to, it's going to be like an afterthought. Well, I don't think it's an – so I, I don't agree with that here, Dennis. It's not an afterthought. It is what the NFL is clearly doing, and we saw this with the expansion of the playoffs – 
We saw this with taking uh, a playoff game that could have been on a Saturday or Sunday and moving it to a Monday. We saw this with the Christmas Day triple header a couple weeks back. The NFL is trying to isolate games by themselves. They're trying to reduce the Sunday ticket, to use a term, you know, instead of having whatever it would be, 15 Sunday games or 14 Sunday games, they're trying to like literally lower that number. And they, they actually saw some of this from the pandemic. You play a game on a Tuesday, you know what? People are going to watch on a Tuesday. So they, they are trying to get standalone games. And, and here's the reality, Dennis. To this point, you know what the data shows? People, oh, people watch them. Yep. Sure, they're going to have five straight games. People the watch Thursday them. night opener, Friday night. Well, they won't have Saturday, I guess. But they'll have like four days and five, yeah. you know, four game days and five what, days. Dennis, that's what they're doing. And, and as far as Jeffrey and, and Howie go, I, I think they need another voice in there that doesn't over, overrule them, but just says to them, and especially with the draft, we have to start drafting players who can play immediately. Immediately. I don't need Lane Johnson's replacement this draft if he's going to be here another two years. Well, that uh, is always a tricky one, Dennis, because here, here's the problem with that. That is sometimes how you get Marcus Smith. It's, it's, it's two different things there, what you're saying. One is a position of need. The other is who you think will, will give you the biggest impact year one. I would argue, Dennis, that NFL history shows over and over and over again that the greatest metric for who drafted best is who drafted the player 10 years after he was drafted that had the best career. I mean, Jordan Jordan Love gave the Packers squat-ta in the beginning. Aaron Rodgers gave the Packers squat-ta in the beginning. And both, obviously, Aaron Rodgers, an all-time draft pick, and Jordan Love looks like a great draft pick, and they got nothing out of him. And and that's all true. But also, you you have other instances of, of guys being drafted starting right away and becoming Hall of Famers. Well, you, you do. I mean, this is what every team is faced with every time they enter a draft to try to figure that that puzzle out. Dennis, give me a question you're asking to someone famous. What do you got? I'm going to ask Ben Franklin, what the hell were you thinking flying a kite with a key on it? Did you uh, did you really think you were going to discover something you uh, that, that became electricity? Yeah, I think he did. I mean, that was an experiment. Yeah, I mean, flying. I, I, I think we know the answer to that question, right, John? I have no idea. I mean, was that the plan? Yeah, was it of course it was. Yes. Or was it the plan? I, yes. I don't know the specific I guess we detail. don't know. I'm pretty sure I've I, read I've, that. Was I've a, always thought it was that. He and yeah. his son went out there. It was a, it was an experiment. He was a scientist. It was an experiment. He was with his son? I believe, not, I, I believe he was with I his son. I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, he he also invented the uh, the lightning rod, which was huge Sounds for, like this might have been related. Well, I'm sure it was. Yeah. So, the, so my understanding of the lightning rod, and sorry to everyone out there who knows more than me, correct me if I'm wrong, my understanding, the key, was that it would get put at the top of homes and started becoming a preventative factor for fires, that you were less likely to have a home hit by lightning that would cause a fire in the 1700s. And it's believed that it, it saved, like, a lot of lives, I think. Now, that, that could be a Bobo explanation. That could be Joe D in the memory bank with the wrong thought. But that is what I think it was. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. So do you, do we need lightning rods? Like, should I look into lightning rods? Yeah, for, for, your, for your hair, for my pad when it gets all sp- <laughs> all spiky. Come on, man. It is pretty spiky today. I mean, John, your hair was so good expect? yesterday, and now you're spiky guy. What do you mean? What do you expect? I 
Yeah, do something with Get your Get out of the shower, dry my hair, and go. Uh, Ever heard of a thing called a brush? Yes. <laughs> Comb? And you know what? I had to use that brush when I had long hair, and it sucked. So I'm not using that thing. How about just your hands? A little, just a little. Yeah, little... I use my hands. I just well, you did it. My hands. You did a bad job today using the hands. That's on my I'm, hair. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Hey, coming up in uh, in one minute's time, Brian Winhorst on the latest with the Sixers as it relates to the trade deadline, as it relates to Embiid's injury. We'll get to that coming up in one minute. Hey, let me tell you. Obviously, it's been a wild time as a Philly sports fan. We're all hoping for a winner. That enthusiasm for a winner, that feeling of winning, that's exactly what you will get when you team up with the remarkable people at MHS Lift. Because Andy and Brett Levin, they run a winning operation in every way possible. MHS Lift, a team of winners who continues to rack up awards. How they do it is, frankly, quite simple. They work hard. They've got core values. They work together as a team. And they do that all to do what's right for you, the customer. MHS Lift is the company you should trust when it comes to forklifts, material handling equipment, warehouse automation, or warehouse efficiency assessments. Plus, if your equipment needs repairs or maintenance, MHS Lift offers sleep well service. You can literally sleep well knowing that your repairs are, your repairs are being done right and being done right on time. MHS Lift has been in business now for over 53 years. They do it right the first time, every time. Call MHS Lift and call them today at 888 MHS Lift. You can also go to their website, MHSLift.com. Once again, that is MHSLift.com. All right, so Embiid, not yet under the knife. Um, two days to the trade deadline, so this gets tricky. You certainly want to get information prior to the trade deadline, if you can, about MB's prognosis moving forward. Let's listen to what ESPN's Brian Windhorst said yesterday on the Sixers' options as they approach Thursday's trade deadline. Philadelphia is in an interesting position. They have the option to just hold their team generally together, and they would have $55 million in salary cap room this summer. And they, if Embiid is indeed out for the year, they could use that opportunity this summer to build the team up around him and then re-sign Tyrese Maxey. That's $55 million and then in addition, keep Maxi. That's a really advantageous position, but we didn't think they were going to go that route because they were in second place in the East and really looking like they could challenge Boston and they would maybe trade some of the over $100 million they have in expiring contracts to try to supplement this team now. So I would argue that how Embiid comes out of this surgery and the prognosis ahead of that trade deadline is one of the most important things that's going to happen in the league this week. Uh, that's Windhorse yesterday. I would argue he was right about everything except for one thing. He said, you know, we thought they were going to, you know, make a trade. We wasn't me. I didn't think they were going to make a trade of a, of a meaningful impact. I, I, I thought it was possible, but I thought it was unlikely prior to the injury to Embiid. Now I think it's almost completely off the table. Now, look, if they dig into his knee and they find out that they really believe he'll be back in a month, obviously it comes more back into focus. That is possible. But I'm just telling you, I embracing myself for the reality that this Sixers season, from a championship standpoint, it's basically done. It's over. Because they're they're good enough. It's not. They're good enough it, to be a second done. round team, but not good enough to win four rounds. And they won't become good enough. They won't. Well, they're they're not good enough right now. And Joel, look, I I have I have the a belief that right now they're waiting to waiting to the bitter end just to make sure they get all the swelling out of that thing. Yeah. So that when they go in, they have a clear, very obvious, like, okay, here's what we have. Do you think there's a chance that this surgery can't be done the right way until after the trade deadline because of the swelling? And the Sixers will not have the— I I know that from my experience, I was told, 
hey, uh, a lot of times you can wait to get the swelling out of this thing. Uh, a lot of times that's the smart thing to do. Yeah. Uh, in your case, it doesn't matter quite as much because of this reason, this reason, this reason. You've always got auxiliary reasons uh, to weigh. I don't think they'll mess around with that. I mean, I certainly hope they don't. Let me put it this way. If, if it's more important for Joel's surgery to be done properly than to rush it. Uh, what? I don't, I don't think they're ever going into surgeries rushing them More or good. thinking it, it, yeah. like, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll skimp on this part. Like, hey, he's a, I'm he's just a, saying he's they, a practice squad if guy. They envision, it doesn't matter if, as much. All of these surgeries yeah. matter a ton. They treat them good. like they, yeah, like every this is also This, this is, is also the Sixers, though. And this is. I mean, they hired a guy that created burner accounts with his wife. I know. And I mean, this is also you know, Joel Embiid. It's impossible to really weigh how gigantic Joel is in every sense of the word. Right. Like, so I'm sure that they've got all sorts of extra precautions and, and everything because he's so important. Yeah. Well, he, no, he's the More guy. important than I was, no question, yeah. to my team. So that, that factors in, too. No, no doubt. Well, that factors in a ton. 215-592-9494. The Sixers thing, what you make of it. We still don't know when the surgery will be, but uh, how you think, you know, Daryl Morey should or should not attack Thursday's trade deadline now, just two days away. Where do you stand? On I that? really think they have no idea, and I and I do think, yeah, we're in a holding pattern right now. They sort of have to wait to the till the swelling's out to see it best. Yep. When they go in there, if they feel good about this thing, I do believe this season is still a season you can achieve. In you look, can still win in this season. You can still make the moves to win now. Look, because Joel will come back. I love the this theory. I, I think believe it's, it's possible. I think it's possible, but unlikely. That's where I'm at. I'm not saying it's the likeliest yeah, scenario. I'm you. saying it's possible. All right. Did we just find out a name? No, they've been having a bunch of names. The, all those ones, like they have, like. Uh, uh, Spike Whoa. or Ike and Spike and a spritz, a a fritz and stuff like that. They're yeah. just throwing a bunch of different names in there. All right, just didn't know if there was breaking news. Ike and Company. All right, I don't like that one. So Not a fan. Let's, let's toss that name out for <laughs> consideration. I'll, I'll, I'll run that up yeah, the ladder. Yeah, no just, well, you don't have to run up the ladder. You can just tell them an edict has been sent down. Because <laughs> when the hammer speaks, the hammer, the hammer! speaks. All right, let's welcome. When the hammer speaks, his voice cracks. <laughs> Sometimes it's <Dead> hammer! <laughs> let's welcome a man who got many wins in Major League Baseball, but not 239 wins as. Dead hammer! And beat the. Dead hammer! All right. Oh my God. Mr. Ben Davis. Good morning, Benjamin. <laughs> Good morning. Dude, I can. Jimmy took that Good little morning. far. I love it. I loved it. Oh, that was lot. me. That was Joe. Oh, that was yeah. you. Doing I'm, I'm doing. I'm going. Great. I threw right. one of those was me. The well, others were Joe. All right, hold on. Let me let me, let me have some fun here. Let's. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'm looking forward to uh, opening day. Can't wait for the for the Phillies baseball season. For the Flyers, did they ever make the playoffs? Enough is enough. Start playing with some jam in here. Let's go. I can I can just get on a roll here. I'm going to give you a good one, Ben. You ready for this? Yes. Keith Jackson. John Ritchie is in the backfield now for the Michigan Wolverines. The up man, number 40, and Collins' first pass of the day. Notice the Collins didn't give the ball the to John man. Ritchie. He was, you know, maybe he did. A pass to you? Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe Wechter, when he pulled this audio, if it was a pass to you, would have you know, had to pass to you. I'm guessing that, that ball was thrown to some wide receiver. Maybe. Not not ever remembered again. Derek all right. Alexander. Not the up man. Ben, how are you, buddy? I'm great. You all pumped up? I am. So, I'm waiting for my favorite game of the year on Sunday. Yeah. 
my favorite game of the year. It's a great one. And and Kansas as soon as it's over, baseball starts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I see what you did there. Uh, that, I that was tricky right there. Yeah. KC is going to win this game, right? I don't know how you ever go against Mahomes. Correct. You guys, you guys are both so wrong. dynamic. Yeah, but you go against Mahomes because the there's more than just Patrick. Like his offense needs to function at a high level. He needs to have guys catch the ball for him. He needs to have guys protect him. And while his defense has been the side of the ball that's carried that team, they've done it by being small and creative and blitzy. If you're small and creative and blitzy, what beats you? Big, mean power. Mm -hmm. Run the football. It's exactly what the 49ers can do. And I I think Spags is in trouble. I I, I am rooting for the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. I expect the 49ers will just pound them into submission. Well, I don't, but we'll find out. I'm looking forward to it. By the way, speaking of finding out, Ben, we found out last night. Now, I don't like it. I'm not saying it's the end of the world, but uh, week one, Eagles, Friday night in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs down. Yeah. Why? It's Soccer will always be supreme. Just like the, soccer will always be supreme in England. I know the Phillies are going there in the summertime. I, I, I understand they're trying to make it a, a world uh, sport. It just won't be. So not it, with soccer being supreme. It's it funny. It just won't. That is, so that's actually that's not, true. That's not my reason. You're right. I, I respect the NFL's desire to expand. Like, let me put it this way. To me, major thumbs up on the Phillies going to England. Mm-hmm. Major thumbs down on the, on the Eagles going to Brazil. And I'm going to give you the reason. Timing. I'd be thumbs down on the Phillies to London if opening day was in London. Right. You know what baseball said? Let's not be dumb. Let's not have opening day in London. Let's have June in London. And I, as a Phillies fan, I'll say thank you. Oh, that's very cool. I, I just, there are certain traditions, there are certain standards, there are certain things you become accustomed to. Opening day, unless I've got the Monday night game or the Sunday night game, I want Sunday afternoon, hopefully one, maybe 4.15, 4.25, whatever. Like, what are we doing here? I agree with that. Why do I got to have a freaking Friday night game after I had a Monday night playoff game, after I had the most ridiculous schedule of all time this, this season? Do you remember the last time the Eagles had a Sunday home season opening game? Okay, let me think about this. The last time the Eagles, are you defining that as one or 425 or either? Uh, yeah, it does, yeah, it doesn't either. So, but, it's, you know, an, uh, an opening day. Afternoon? At, in, in the, um, in. I remember the last one I yeah. remember. Yeah, hold on, afternoon? Yeah. Uh, yeah Not uh, nighttime. I don't know the times, and I'm just saying right. the last time they had a James, home what hits season opening. Jacksonville is the one that hits me. In 2014? The one with the shady run. In 2014, yeah, that's when Darren Sproles had a great game. They Eagles, had to have had Eagles were down 17 that. nothing. That's the one. last like one o'clock Sunday opener. I remember. Oh, well, 2020, they started was in the Washington Browns on the road. One on the road, the Browns uh, Carson's first game. Well, that was, was on the road. that was home. That was 2016. So then that must have been it. So that's 2016. I have it as. Are you want me to still yeah, guess? Yeah, no, yeah. I have it as. It's this will be the fifth year they will not open at home. So then Season we're going back to 2018 against Atlanta. The, well, that was a nighttime that game. Was, yeah, that was yeah, the yeah, nighttime game. Yeah. I didn't do times a day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So not that one. 17, yeah. they start at Washington. Six, yeah. so it's 16. It's Carson's debut. It was Carson's debut. Yeah. That's, yeah. You know, it's uh, the pass to uh, Jordan Matthews to, to start the season. All right, 215-592-9494. Where do you stand on this Brazil thing? I mean, conceptually, I like it, except I just don't like it week one. Really irritating. Let's get to Alex in New Jersey. Good morning, Alex. How are you? Good, buddy. So I want to talk a little bit about the Brazil thing as well, man. I think it's it's exactly kind of what you're saying, Joe. As much as I hate agreeing with you, uh, 
you know, starting the season off like that is the horrendous start and something I feel like we'll end up talking about for weeks and it really throws us off our game. What if it helps our team in the long run because we got extra time to recover after the game? I I feel like if you're traveling, you're traveling to South America, you're starting on a Friday night, then you're getting back, and then you're, you know, everything, your entire routine is, is entirely messed up. I don't understand how playing in an away game that's supposed to be a home game is going to benefit us at all. It's a 13-hour flight, Richie. 13 oh, you're hours. You're sitting on your butt <laughs> like, yeah, but it's after not like the five game. Y- <laughs> because it's two games early. It, it's two days earlier. It, it It's time. Hours. The, the, it, you one can't of those days it. is on a plane. I, it doesn't matter. It's still it's not, it's, the hours. Also, you get those hours back to heal. I feel like it would be different. Again, exactly like you guys were saying, it's different if it's in the middle of the season. In the middle of the season, I might take an extra two days. But after week one, well, I will, we might have a buy after but, but, it's the middle but of the season. But, Alex, I will say this in John's defense with what he just said. If you're going to do this and not attach a buy to it, it is best to do it week one. My point is, you know, for, for them to recover for the next game in every which way. My point is, just as a fan, I just don't want week one in Brazil. I mean, I, I, just, I just don't. I agree. It's the, the only good thing I think that's going to come out of it is all these, you know, memes and stuff I'm seeing about Jake Elliott being better than Neymar in Brazil. I think that's the only... <laughs> The only good thing that we're going to get out of Well, fair enough. All right, Alex, give me a big-time answer here. You get to ask anybody from history one question. They're going to give you the truth. Who are you asking, and what's the question? I want to ask ask MLK how to stay motivated and be a great leader in times of adversity. That's a really, really interesting question. So that's more of a theory. Yeah, because most people you would think uh, solve a mystery. He's like, I just want to talk to a great mind and get an answer for how to fascinating. How to how to stay motivated in the face of adversity. Very very interesting. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Speaking of answers, we'll get answers from Shams. What he said yesterday about Embiid and the trade deadline up ahead. Plus Roger Goodell, the announcement last night of Brazil and his reasoning behind it. We'll get to that as well. Jaws coming up shortly. Jaws about seven twenty five seven thirty joins the show. And Conklin, as Willie Nelson, putting something together for us related to the 76ers. That and more up ahead on this uh, Tuesday morning. Your, your chance also to weigh in at 215-592-9494. The biggest winner in the big game could be you, thanks to BetMGM. King of Sportsbook is offering new customers a chance to score $158 in bonus bets instantly. That's right, instantly. Just download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code VEGAS58. Then place a $5 Moneyline wager on the big game. You'll receive $158 in bonus bets instantly, regardless of your wager's outcome. Don't miss your opportunity to cross the goal line on the money line as pro football's top teams clash for the championship. Can't be in Vegas for the big game? Then bring the big game excitement to you with the king of sportsbooks. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play response. Out on this Tuesday morning. Good morning to you. We had some nice weather yesterday. Hopefully we have it again today. Got to raise that temperature. But it is February. We know what that typically means. Let's get to today's Twitter poll question of the day. It's brought to us by Armin Chevrolet. What's the Armin difference? It's simple. It's their people. Well-trained, friendly, and caring. Together, let's drive. Visit ArminChevy.com. All right, two different poll questions today. The first, do you like the, the Eagles opening their 2024 regular season 
on a Friday night in Sao Paulo, Brazil. By the way, if you missed the news last night, this is not a joke. This is not April Fool's. Yes, the Eagles will play week one after the Thursday night start of the season where, you know, typically it's the defending champs. The Eagles will then play the next night on a Friday night in Brazil. Three choices here for this poll. Choice A, yes, I like it. Choice B, no, I don't. Or C, I am indifferent. You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter to that question. Also, the second poll question, do you think Joel Embiid plays again this season? Now, obviously, we don't know the answer, but we're just trying to surmise, you know, where people are at mentally with this one. Surgery has not happened yet. Do you think he plays again? A, yes, B, no. You can vote on that also on Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. A lot of that on the phone lines as well. So, too, is, um, you know, John, we're trying to figure out the Halfrey thing. I mean, as, as you've called Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie many times, Halfrey, I grew accustomed to, frankly, totally embracing the setup because they won a lot. Now, this year, not as much. And so we're all trying to figure out now with the recalibration after another season, this one really good in some ways for a while, and then a complete debacle at the end. John, where are you now on the concept of how the Eagles are run by Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman, and if you think they're too involved? Yeah, um, Howie's running the show, and we're a powerhouse because of it. Uh, I do... I am concerned that they need to back off a little bit right now because of the situation uh, that Nick Sirianni's in, where he has been sort of demoted, and everyone knows that information. I am concerned about how he will be perceived by the players when you know everyone reconvenes. Uh, I, and I know that as time goes by and, and things are sort of, you know, Time heals all wounds, and, and, you know, there will be new players in town that didn't ever experience what it was like when Nick was calling the plays here or when Nick was running the offensive meetings here, you know. But there are players here who will remember that, and I don't know that the, the current, you know, the, the way that the, uh, the power is distributed within that building, I don't know that it's as effective as it needs to be if the players don't respect the coach enough. Yeah, here's the, here's the deal. And, and, again, let's get right to the phones, 215-592-9494. I have grown And I don't know that to... the, it sounds like the players love Nick Sirianni, and they all defended right. Nick Sirianni. Right. So that's great, but I'm saying, like, eventually w- with this setup, I worry about this possibility. Well, I worry about it too, but I've also grown accustomed to them winning a lot. You're right. I mean, they. I think they're one of the better organizations in pro football that wins at a higher clip than most, certainly all the others in the NFC East. And they're the best team in Philadelphia sports for the most part, meaning consistently. Here. Like, you know, it, it's just very different. What's different? Oh, the, the setup. The, the setup. No, there's no doubt about yeah. it. There's no doubt. Well, where do you stand on it? 215-592-9494 plus the Brazil thing. Eagles starting the season in Brazil. What do you make, make about that? Jaws joins us shortly. Ed in Phoenixville right now. Hi, Ed. Hey, guys, how's it going? It's going well, Ed. Um, my biggest concern, I've probably mentioned this to, this to you guys before, is, you know, the, the concept of, like, this activist owner, how it really doesn't, to me, in my opinion, really work in the NFL. I mean, you see how well it's done for Dallas over the last, what, 30 years. Mm. Um, you know, I just, uh, seeing how many coaches, how he has survived in his tenure, um, and what really kind of struck me at that press conference, how sort of browbeaten he was. Um, and I think, you know, I don't want to say this is a, if this blows up in his face, I don't know if he'll have a job or, or I don't know if he'll be let go, but 
I also don't think he should have, you know, countless number of lives. He may be, you know, you know, if this doesn't work out, if it, it's sort of a catastrophic failure, he is, his job could be in jeopardy or should be. Well, anyway. someday yeah, I wonder someday. when it is, yeah. when it will be, if it will be that that needs to be examined. It absolutely like, there should never be a job that's just automatic and guaranteed forever, regardless of performance. So, Ed, here's the deal, man. We can't say for sure what will happen in the next 10 to 20 years because we don't know. Here's what I do know about Lori, who is generally perceived to be very loyal. He fired Andy Reid. He tremendously demoted Howie Roseman one time. He fired the guy that won the Super Bowl for him and Doug Peterson not that long after it. And he and his, I don't know if he was truly a best friend, but a great friend, who really did do a hell of a job running the organization, Joe Banner, they went their separate ways. So this concept that it's almost like we used to hear, and I heard it for freaking years from national commentators, oh, Andy will never get rid of Donovan. Andy and Donovan are tied at the hip. I'm like, hey, buddy, check their ages. One guy is an aging quarterback. One guy is still a relatively young head coach. Andy Reid someday won't have Donovan McNabb as his quarterback, and that'll probably be with the Eagles, and that came true. So my point is, while it's easy to fall into the thought that you're in, I don't know that it's accurate at all. I mean, Lori absolutely can move off of Howie. Now, if I was Lori, would I be thinking of it in the next two years? No. Because I think Howie has done more than enough to garner at least two more years. You dig into a big hole in 2024, I'm giving him a chance to dig out of it in 2025. After 2025, now maybe my eyes are open to it's time to zip him, but I'm not there. Yeah, I, I just think he shouldn't have sort of an endless rope. But, um, uh, you know, but this is going to be important, Jay, how he's able to oh, yeah. be in, involved himself in fixing Jalen and the defense is going to go a long way to determining his tenure. Look, so. they're, they're at a bit of a crossroads right now as an organization. I'd, I'd say so. I believe that. Ed, give me an answer here. You get to ask, yesterday was NFL Media Day. We're going hypothetical. Any world figure, anybody ever through history, dead or alive, you get to ask them one question, they'll answer it honestly. Who are you asking it to and what's the question? I want to ask David Chase what happened in the Sopranos <laughs> after Fade to Black in the last episode. <laughs> Boy, that's a good one. Tony Soprano, what was... The deal. You know, it was such a shame, that ridiculous Sopranos movie that came out like two, three years ago. That stunk. That was just awful, man. Just just a disastrous movie. I didn't watch that. Oh, John. With his son? Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't love it. Yeah. And his son was barely in it. His son was in it, I don't know, 10 minutes? His son was good when his he was on was screen. Fine. He was he's fine. Ba- but... He's barely in it, James. Uh, yeah. I, well, no, his son's in it a Not fair Not a ton. It's mostly Junior, Uncle Junior, and uh, the, the, whoever. I don't know. The mom. Come on. All right. Let me ask you guys a question. So- uh, you guys remember the movie uh, Conspiracy Theory with Mel Gibson, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. like that movie. So he is, for those that don't know, a conspiracy theorist. Um, he sees things and he says, it's almost like Arsenio Hall. Hmm. Well, I got a hmm for Was it. the trick the whole time that he actually like knew stuff? He People got some stuff wrong him. and some stuff People right. People dismissed him as... Yes. Yeah. Julia Roberts initially dismissed him before... I don't remember the movie. Oh, yeah. He bites okay. off the nose of uh, Captain Picard. No way. Well, I didn't bite it off, but he takes out a chunk. And then Picard, who, what's that guy? What's that actor's name? Patrick Stewart. Yeah, Patrick Stewart's got a bandage on his nose for like the second half of the movie because Mel Gibson bit his nose. He looks exactly the same age that he's always looked. Picard? Patrick Stewart. Oh, that, yeah. That actor, like yeah. as long as I've known him, 
Like I've ne- I don't I've never seen a young version. Him and Ed Harris. And same I've never thing. seen Bald an guys old version. do that because yeah. they look it's the same. All, it's yeah. it's right in the middle. So, like whatever. Look he at Mike is. Quick. He looks the same as he did forty years ago. Well, Mike, that's a good point. Mike Quick is still a nine and a half out of ten in Lux. I mean, he's yeah. just a damn good-looking guy, I'd Mike Quick. He is a great-looking human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. Now, let me ask you guys a question. So you guys know, I, I, I'm not really a conspiracy theory, but I see things sometimes and it makes me say, huh, I wonder what's up with that. So the Eagles yesterday in the announcement of the Brazil game, which, by the way, does annoy me just because I don't want week one Brazil, but okay, it, frustrating, but not the end of the world. So they put we're out a, an, We're a world team now. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is a good thing. We're Philadelphia Eagles, John. Now, I'm okay with Brazil. I just don't like week one. Here's the deal, though. Eagles put out an email, and and I assume they did stuff on social media. What I saw was an email with the announcement. Three players listed. One player you know is going to be Jalen Hurts, and he's going to be front and center in ES. Now, I find the other two interesting. Now, one is clearly a deserving player, but I would say less deserving than someone else at his own position. I'm not ripping Devontae Smith. I love Devontae Smith. He might be my favorite current Eagle. He was like the one guy that balled out in the playoff game. But Ben Davis, who is the best wide receiver in the Philadelphia Eagles? A.J. Brown. Who was not in this picture? A.J. Brown. That's right. Just, just tuck it away. Mm-hmm. And then defensively, if you're going to go Why with, are you saying tuck it away? Are you saying, saying it's possible that this team considered, okay, I'm just saying if the quarterback, maybe, if the quarterback and wide receiver maybe, have an issue, it's when the season starts. If we go with this guy, if we put him on that, you know, mm-hmm. Brazil thing, yeah. he might not be on our team anymore. That's I, I wonder is all I'm saying. Just tuck it away, John. Here's another one. I think this guy had to tuck it away. I think this guy might not Do be the on the team next year. But notable to me that Darius Slay is in the picture instead of Hassan Reddick. Now I don't know what to make of it other than maybe they just made a dumb choice. Well, Slay's under contract because they kept extending and doing all that stuff. So I, I think it's, you know, he's not going anywhere. James, who's a more liked player by fans, Slay or Reddick? Probably Reddick, yeah. yeah. It's definitely Reddick. Yeah. Do you make anything, James, of Devontae Smith and Slay instead of A.J. Brown and Reddick? Or is that, like, is this a conspiracy theory antenna up or antenna down? Down mostly. Like, I'm not saying that, like, it's, not anything at all, like it could be, but most likely, just like most likely, as, it's nothing. Just struck me as eh, keep keep our eye on that one. All right, let's keep our eye on our uh, next guest, the aforementioned Mike Quick. One of his two main wide receiver targets through his years is the quarterback of the Eagles. An awful lot to get into with Jaws today as he joins us in this the Tuesday in the lead up to Super Bowl Fifty Eight. Good morning, Jaws. Good morning, everyone. Nice to be with you guys as we talk about Brazil. Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. All right, so, Jaws, here's, here's, here's where I'm at. I like the idea of the Eagles in Brazil. It's a little irritating to lose a home game, but I can accept that. The NFL spreads that around over a 5, 10, 20-year period. I accept that. I just don't like it week one after the birds had such a wonky schedule in 2023. I just want to sit on my couch at 1 o'clock on a Sunday and watch a game. And now I'm going to have to watch some other team instead of the team I love. Jaws, what says you on the Eagles-Brazil Friday night to start the season? I, I would lean towards uh, agreeing with you on that, Joe. It, it seems after what the team went through last year with a, a schedule that was just ridiculous as far as when they played, where they played, what time they played. Um, it was a very difficult schedule. And as we know, 
you know, players are all creatures of habit. They like to do the same thing every single week and fall in that routine. And I think that schedule, you know, last season with the changes in the schedule, particularly late in the season, impacted the, the outcome of games. I really do. And so you start out the next season and go, okay, let's go to Brazil on a Friday night. It just – I know it's the first game, so that maybe alleviates some of the concern, but still – it changes your schedule. It changes the routine. It'll be interesting. I think it's. I think it's like a 12-hour flight to South South yeah, Powell. Yeah. I know it's a long way, and that'll impact the guys. No question. The following week, Jaws. You know, one of the things John came in here charged up about today, and we've tackled this topic so many times, but it's worth the revisit. The effectiveness or lack thereof of the Eagle structure of Howie and Lurie as involved as they are in ways that certain owners and certain GMs in pro football are not. After a great 2022, a great start to 23, a debacle at the end, where are you as you recalibrate on how the Eagles run their organization? Things such as the head coach perhaps not picking his own coordinators. And again, I'll say perhaps because we don't definitively know, but we, we get a lot of smoke signals that it's different than other teams. What do you make of how the Eagles do it? Yeah, first of all, I, I think we're fortunate to have two outstanding executive leaders, and, and I think Jeffrey Lurie's a terrific owner. Yes, he's involved, but not to the extent of uh, many of the owners around this league. So I, I think his his position as the leader of the organization is solidified, and I think he does a good job. Howie has a very difficult job, and, and I think Howie has done a terrific job with this team. But when you look at you know what you have to do as a general manager of a football team, it's hard to be right all the time. Mm-hmm. You're competing against 31 other, the best GMs, personnel evaluators, team builders in sports. And, you know, you're going to miss some, you're going to hit some. But I think, you know, I think overall Howie's done a really good job. And, and, and for the most part, I trust Howie and I trust decisions he will make. Jaws, have you ever been part of a team where a coach uh, like Nick got removed from a responsibility on – an entire side of the ball. You know, Nick's responsibilities on the offensive side of things, it, from what we can gather, they've just, you know, they've changed. They've been removed. Uh, have you ever been a part of a team where that happened? Uh, yes, uh, and it's difficult to deal with. You know, when, yeah. when Dick left the team in 82, Marion Campbell took over, um, there were a lot of changes. But, you know, the head coach changed, the staff changed. That was a pretty much a complete overhaul. And it, it – it's a lot to go through. I mean, it's learning new systems. It's learning a new way of doing things, new way of way training campus run, the way practice run. It is a huge change. I don't think that will change a lot because Nick stayed on as, as, as the coach. Uh, but, I, I, man, it, it's, it's, the offseason is going to be a, a training camp type period. Sure. And Nick's going to have to train the coaches, which is something that you don't normally talk about. You know, every time you, know, you pick up the paper and listen to WIP, you know, a coach is being released, it seems. So yeah. uh, there's gonna be a, it's going to be a learning curve with this new coaching staff. But I actually, I, I actually like the direction the team is going. Um, I, I thought there were too many young coaches on this team. I've always been a big believer you need uh, uh, coaches, some coaches with great wisdom. And I think you look at Vic Fangio you know, and Kellen Winslow they, and, and Kellen Moore, they, they bring that type of wisdom. I mean, Vic especially, you know, he brings in extensive experience. And I think that will help the defense. And, and Kellen Moore certainly brings in extensive knowledge with two really good you know, quarterbacks that he's worked with. And, and his system, I think, is more aggressive, which, which I do like. But I do also believe in balance and the running attack. But I, I like the fact that there are more established veteran coaches coming on this staff. How reasonable is it for us to expect a former quarterback like Kellen Moore is going to run the football enough for our tastes? 
Well, he'll hear it from the fans, so I think that, that, will, con- <laughs> <laughs> that will convince him a little bit that you have balance. So, you know, and, and, and you know, I think that's what we have to deal with now when you bring in these, you know, these, these, uh, you know, these shining stars of, of the future. You know, they want to do it their way, and I'm sure, I'm sure that has been discussed in the meetings before Kellen Moore was hired of what his philosophy is going to be. And, you know, uh, and quite honestly, you know, think about it, guys. You know, under Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman, and it doesn't matter who the the coach has been, they want to they want to throw the football. You know, they believe yeah. in the passing game. So, you know, it, it, maybe Kellen Moore's the guy they want. Maybe Kellen Moore's the guy they think that could lead them to the promised land by throwing the football. It's not maybe what I believe or you believe, John or Joe, mm-hmm. but I think that's the way it's going to go. I really do. Why is Kellen Moore? Why will he be better able to teach Jalen uh, how to how to play quarterback in this league? better than Nick and, and Brian Johnson did. Well, I actually, I actually also like, I'll, I'll throw in the Doug Nussbaum, the new uh, quarterback. Yes. Yes. You, know, he, you know, he he brings experience. And, you know, as much as I, you know, Brian Johnson was, was a, an outstanding football coach, really good guy, you know, the, the inexperience, I think, hurt him in, in, in calling plays and running the offense. So I think when you, when you bring in a Kellen Moore, you bring in a Doug Nussmeyer, you bring in guys that have, have experience. I think those are guys that can adjust not only game plan week to week, but adjust during the game, which is absolutely critical. Nussmeyer, you know, the, the, the quarterback coach, does he often take the bad cop role? I think I think you have to have a balance, uh, I, but it, you know I, I don't know his coaching style. Yeah, that's true. Throughout my career, I, I've been with coaches. Some guys are, are are hard guys. You know, they coach you really hard. And then there are some guys that always have their arm around you, pat you on the back. There's there's two ways to go about it. But I I've always felt that I I played for you know a lot of great coaches, a lot of great quarterback coaches, and I, I think that well I I know that's the guy you spend the most time with is the quarterback coach. Mm. On the field, you're with him. You're the liaison to the head coach and the offense coordinator. So your time is being spent in meeting rooms with the quarterback coach and discussing the game plan with the quarterback coach. The, the stuff you do on the field, your footwork, your arm slot, how your movement, all that is with the quarterback coach. Yes, the offensive coordinator is involved, no doubt about it, the head coach is involved, but you literally spend all your time with your position coach. Ron Jaworski here with us. Of course, Super Bowl coming up in a few days. You'll also be flying out uh, to Vegas uh, soon. Jaws, let's – Let's talk about the game. So, Kansas City's going to win, right? I got Kansas City. Yeah, that's right. I'll give you my pick at the end of the show, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jaws, if they pull this off and coming from where they were mid-ish year when they were skidding, I mean, to think about what – I mean, first off, what a feather in the cap it'll be for Andy and Mahomes. But how about just the playoffs alone? I mean, Jaws, they have beaten Miami at home, meaning NKC. At Buffalo, at Baltimore, if they take down San Fran, this is one of the great playoff runs ever. Yeah, no question. I think uh, it's unbelievable. They, they, they found their mojo after a, a midseason slump, and you know, I mean, we just have to think back to last year's Super Bowl. The halftime adjustments Andy Reid made in that game won the game for the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And you, you know, that that's when I talk about veteran coaches and coaches working together. That's what you do. You make adjustments not only during the week but during during the game and. Andy's proven, you know, through his experience and his coaching staff that he can do that on the fly. And I think that's the difference why, you know, I picked the Chiefs to win this game on Sunday. Jaws, you know Andy pretty darn well. Yep. Do you get any sense of if this will be his last game if he wins or loses? Absolutely not. I think I think Andy is just intoxicated with coaching. I think he loves – he's a born leader. He loves to lead young men. And, and the one thing about Andy Reid is the way – 
you know, he's he, he's changed every single year. I mean, and you know, it's just amazing. I communicate with him almost on a you know on a weekly basis. You know, we we send texts back and forth, and the guy responds to everything. With with all the things he has going on, he still responds. I I know I, I hear Hugh Douglas's show on on WIP, and you know, Hugh talks about he'll text Andy, and he'll get back to him. You know, within minutes most of the time, but if you get him early enough. Uh, but that's how that's how Andy is. He he builds great relationships. And he uses those relationships not only in his, in his personal life, but in his coaching life. Jaws, how I'm confused a little bit with the Eric Bieniemy situation. I was surprised to hear that he will not be, you know, sticking around uh, with the Commanders. Uh, do you? Uh, what do you make of that? Uh, Eric Bieniemy out uh, in Washington and not employed presently. It, it, I, I got to tell you, John, it's almost shocking to me. Um, I think he is a phenomenal, phenomenal offensive coordinator. I, I don't know what may be going on behind the scenes, but, you know, uh, when you look at the offense in Kansas City, it was phenomenal with Eric Benemy in charge of it. Now the, the commanders obviously didn't have great talent, but they, you know, they, they, they moved the football. You know, we, we, we saw them twice a year, and we saw that offense move the football. I don't know what it is about Eric Benemy, why he can't get a job right now, but I think the guy's a tremendous football coach. Joe, let's do one more on coaching. First time we've talked to you since Belichick has been shut out of this carousel of coaches. What do you think is the number one reason why no one hired Belichick? I, I think there seems to be a trend in the league, you know, that uh, going toward these younger coaches. And um, I, 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 I like to think I'm shocked, you know, but as, as time goes on, I'm, I'm not as shocked as when I, when I think about it. he's not coaching. Um, most of these owners now want these young, energetic, you know, guys that come in and, you know, rev- they're going to revolutionize the game. And they want the guy that looks good on TV. And they got want the guy that's going to say all the right things. And, you know, Bill's kind of old school in that regard. And, and that's just the way he is. And, I, I, you know, that may be a turnoff for some teams. I, you know, we've all heard different stories. He wants to bring, you know, his old staff and put the band back together again. And some of those guys aren't as, uh, that, at least the names I was hearing, you never really know who they are. But, some of the names I was hearing are kind of more of the old school guys putting the band together. That guys that kind of had a soiled reputation as as, as their careers went on. So, uh, but but you know, quite honestly, I think Bill Belichick is going to be missed. You know, I mean, the guy will go down as the greatest of all time. You know, he won't beat Shula, but they you know he's, he won all the Super Bowls and obviously was a terrific coach. But the personality part of it, I think people are going to miss the dryness of Bill Belichick if that's possible. Look, I agree. So you think he never coaches again? I don't think he'll coach again. He's 72 now. If he sits out a year and does TV or whatever he may do, um, you're going to come back at 73, wow. 74? I don't think so. That is wild. That, that's, yeah. that's something. I, like- I, 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 am, I am really shocked he did not get a job. I, I, I really am. I think it's ridiculous. I really do. I don't think he's done. I, I, I don't I know. I can't imagine I don't know. he's done. I mean, he went like, what did he go? Oh, for seven this time? Oh, for six? Something like that. It'll be six or seven yep. more next year. Yep. I don't know. All right, Jaws. Last thing, you've been you've been part of this Philadelphia sports scene for fifty years. So, Thanks, Joe. so well, you know, you're 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 a good looking seventy something year old. All right, riddle riddle me this, Jaws. Did we do something to the gods to offend them to have Joel always injured? Like, what what did we do to them? Well, I don't think we did anything, but it break my, breaks my heart to, to see what happened with Joel Embiid. You know, I watch the Sixers because of Joel Embiid. I mean, the guy is just a pleasure to watch. He's got a great personality, an unbelievable talent. And just 
when you see a guy that big march up and down that field, sprint up and down that court as much as he does, I mean, I, I just get excited watching him play. And the fact that he's had all these injuries, and we know this is what happens. You know, it, we, 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 you know we play sports because we love sports, and we watch sports because we love to watch sports, but injuries are part of the game. And Joel is just kind of one of those China Dow guys that, you know, has a lot of injuries. I, I'm saddened by the injuries. Yeah, I hear you. Jaws, great stuff, my man. We'll talk to you next Wait, week. Joe, I said I'd give you my pick. Oh, yeah, well, let's go. You got it done. 31-27 Chiefs. That's pretty close. All right, that's a good game. It's a Super Bowl. It should be a good game. Yeah, but in the 80s and 90s, it always used to be a blowout. And <laughs> right. it's gotten closer in recent years. Salary cap changed that reality. Jaws, good stuff, buddy. Thanks, man. All right, thanks, guys. You're thanks, the best. Hi, man. Ben, do you remember when we were young? Mm-hmm. Blowout, 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 blowout. It was outrageous. outrageous. And it was always the NFC crushing yeah, the Yeah, Washington and Denver. Was Unbelievable. 55 had, to 10, yeah. the Bears, Niners Bears, the Broncos. The pa- well, the Patriots. Broncos, too. The Niners, Broncos. 49ers, Chargers yeah. in 94. Yeah. One of those games, Ridiculous. Joe, I had a box, and the game was such a blowout. I stopped watching. We just went out, and I was young. Yeah. And literally found out on Monday. And back then, I had won five hundred dollars. Wow! It was so bad, wow. I stopped playing. Like yeah. I stopped paying attention. <laughs> I mean, like, it was right. it was so it was so unbelievable. Like people young can't, can't conceive of how ridiculous the yeah. games used to be. They'd yeah. be over in the second quarter every time. All right, let's go to the phones. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We got a lot up ahead here, including uh, Conklin putting something together related to Joel Embiid, Goodell on the Brazil thing. Shams on Embiid and the trade deadline, that and more. Let's go to Drew in Westchester right now. Good morning, Drew. Hey, good morning, folks. So a uh, point on Brazil and then something on Jeffrey Lurie. Yeah. Uh, with, the, with the Brazil stuff, uh, I'm right there with you. I don't, I don't like it to the point Rhea was making earlier. This is going to be the fifth straight year the Eagles have started the season away from the link. And I looked back last night because I was curious. The only other team in that time who's potentially looking at five straight away from home openers is the Packers. So wow. like, I just like, this doesn't happen to the bills, the Cowboys, the Niners, like the other strong brands in the league. Like, I just don't think it's fair that we're always on the road to start the season now. Yeah. It's, it's irritating. And look, I get that it's the Eagles turn for international, so to speak, but I, why does it have to be week one? And, and I know the reason it's because it's the easiest week uh, for the NFL to jam an ra- international right. game with great travel, and you, you don't I you don't it. have a short week because it's week. But you one. could have a bye if it's in the season. If you have it like week eight, you have the yeah. bye after it. But even then, that, James, I'd be annoyed if I'm a player. You have a bye because you lose some of your bye. Lose some of my bye. But in terms of scheduling, that's the best possible in terms of rest and all that. I know, Drew. My point is, man, after the season that just was, I just want to sit down on my freaking ass on a couch at one o'clock on Sunday and watch a game. You're not going to sit on your ass on a Friday night and watch the game. Good point. Good point. Got him. Just not the time. Just not the time I was looking for. Well done, Rhea. All right, Drew. I'm sorry. Go ahead, buddy. Uh, all good. And on top of that, I just feel like you know the team and coaching staff is kind of coming in, you know, to the season, you know, kind of in like a fragile state a little bit. So just to put them in that spot, week one, yeah, I just uh, I don't like it. Now uh, on uh, on Jeffrey Lurie, I think there's one thing Jeffrey does really well. And there's one thing I wish he would not do. Mm. I think what he has always done well is hire coaches. Anytime we're going into a coaching search, I always feel like we're in good hands there. What I don't like is his seemingly involvement in some X's and O's stuff. 
during the season. This isn't my answer to the side. Well, topic, we don't know that I... to be clear. There's a lot of speculation. There. What what coach search are you referring to? In particular, I like them all, John. One. Even like, Chip, I thought was a good hire. Just went awry. I I think Lurie's what five for five in hiring coaches. I think he's they done a, certainly uh, break the the conventional mold. Yeah. in in the, their approach. Like even if they have to, if can Nick, which could happen after twenty twenty four, and almost happened after twenty twenty three, I think. Um, I still would have said he it's a good hire because they almost won the Super Bowl with the guy. Now, you look, you can make the case, well, if you had a, a different coach, maybe you would have won the Super Bowl. Maybe you would have. But I, I I don't know. I think he's pretty darn good at picking him. Drew, give me a big-time answer, man. This is for Green Day tickets. You get to ask anybody one question, living or dead. What's the question you're asking and who's it to? You got it. I would like to ask Michael Jordan with his first retirement. Yeah. Was that entirely on your own accord, or were you forced <laughs> to by the league? God, what a question. That's a good one. So, so what's the answer to that? Um, I So... I, I think he was in some way forced to by the league. I don't know if it was as direct as like you have to Encouraged. retire. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. They had something, whether gambling, whatever it is. I do not think he just said, "I'm done." Is my is my thought on it? Yeah, I, I have. I've been Ben. Where are you on this one, on Jordan? I've been torn on this for years. I think there's no reason for him to leave the sport that he was the best at ever that's ever played the game in the peak. In Burnout the pri- factor doesn't of, doesn't hit you as a possibility no, now? No. In the prime of his career. His dad just being murdered? No. I don't know. I his dad being some... murdered is the only thing that kind of makes me think it's possible. I mean, he was under such scrutiny, and I just wonder if he just wanted to just step away. But then he know? played baseball. and like, That's a different kind. He still had Michael cameras. Jordan still could thing. never step away. <laughs> I don't, right. I he don't could know. never step away. It's yeah. the greatest to ever play the sport. Yeah. All right, let's let's get to Travis Kelsey talking about Jason Kelsey because one of the things from last night's uh, you know NFL media day, uh, which has mostly become a media night, is you knew Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, was going to be asked questions about Jason Kelsey. This was, uh, this was an interesting answer last night. Do you think Jason plays in that Brazil game? I think so. I don't, I don't know. I I'm not a betting man, but uh, I think he's got some football left. What are the odds? What are the odds? No, I don't even know. I'm going to leave that up to him. So it turns noncommittal at the end, but the initial instinct, John, was I think so. And I'll tell you this, February 6th, no announcement of a retirement. I'm leaning toward thinking he probably is coming back. I mean, he had that opportunity right away. He, He didn't take it. It was reported by Schefter. He clearly didn't jump on that. You know, free agencies in a month. So he still has some time here. But now I'm starting to think it's more likely he's back instead of not back. And this is just a guess. I don't know. I don't have no firsthand total, information. But Yes. Total guess. Feels to me like he's back. Feel, it, it felt like he was back for the last few whatevers. Uh, I'm more certain than ever that Jason Kelsey, and even if he decides against it, I think that they, the Eagles still have the opportunity to ask him, hey, listen, man, we really need you. Yeah. That could be Jeffrey Lurie saying, you know, hey, ding dong, hello, Jason. Yeah. Welcome in, Jeffrey. Fancy seeing you here. <laughs> yeah, like a heart-to-heart, we really need you bad. Well, I expect him to be addressed. I, I expect this conversation to be had at some point, uh, but – He's said for years now, he's on his last legs. His body, can his body do this? Ben, could you walk away if you were still great at the sport? No. No, I, I, I just... What if you had millions, potentially maybe more millions, not available th- to you 
outside the sport than in the sport. Maybe oh, oh, more. When he's done, he's going to be able to do whatever he wants, especially in the media. And, and rightfully so. I think he's dynamic in, in when he speaks. I, I, being an outsider, outsider looking at him, there's, I think there's something left to be desired for him. The look on his face the last, I don't know, seven games, he was like in disbelief. Like, how did it come to this? Where are we? What are we doing? Yeah. And that's not him. That competitive nature in him says, you know, he's a guy that wears his heart on his sleeve. And he was almost like in disbelief that they played that poorly for that many consecutive weeks. And it ended in the fashion that it did. Yeah, no, I, and I, he's I like, kind of I'm think not going way, out like that. Yeah, the way the way it went down, that, that has to he's have some lingering off. negative I'm effect. I'm telling you. I like think that. you're right there. I agree with that. Let's go to our buddy, Black Ready. What's up, Black Ready? Good morning, guys. Well, I'm about to go to bed, so good evening for me. But I, I, I want Kelsey to retire. I, I watched that documentary, and I cried. And I'm like, man, you got these kids. You got your son on the way. Thank you for your service. Just just, just ride the horse off and go make these bajillions of dollars talking and, and stop beating up your body. Like, I, I, I want him to retire personally, just selfishly. And, I, of course, you want him to be here. But, I mean, my I, goodness, man. I think I about that, I feel Black very Gritty. similar to, to Black Gritty. I feel very similar to Black Gritty, especially to the documentary point when you watch how badly Kylie me. wants him to retire. I like, know. how she, every year, please retire. Like, I feel bad. Like, I, I do. Like, I'm I'm really conflicted on this. Well, I think about a guy like Rodney McLeod with that as well, who we got to know really well last year when he hosted some shows with us. I mean, he's also 11, 12-something years into it. He's a smaller football player than some and sometimes it's like man get out before if you, you could get injured like really injured yeah. he's got every yeah. body part iced which guy and, and, jason and he, kelsey and he, in that no, documentary no yeah and, and he's tush pushing and busting his brain all up just just sit down white knight you you, you slayed enough dragons uh but i've called for a specific reason slim richie yes uh you and ike are, are my daughter's favorite on the radio station uh, she's got a thing for the players, you know, and I showed her your haircut. And she was like, that's my Richie. That's the Richie I like. She's like, tell him don't throw him back out. I was like, oh, he did it for a good. She's like, okay. I told her why you did what you do with the hair. She's like, okay, I'll allow it. But she's like, that's my Richie. So just so you know. Very sweet. <laughs> Black Gritty, let me ask you. look clean out there, boy. Got to nice. clean. Let me ask you a question because an idea yeah. just came to me, and I'm going to have to give you credit, maybe 5% of the proceeds. So my buddy was a thing many years ago. You know, my buddy, my buddy, my buddy. And my buddy. Yes. What a my jingle. buddy. My yes. buddy. Wherever, Wherever I go, go. he <laughs> goes. My buddy. My buddy. My buddy. All right, Black Ritty, here's, here's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at coming to stores for the next holiday season, my Richie. It's going to be like a little, for like four-year-olds, three-year-olds, it's like a little stuffed animal of Richie. Oh, no. And it, long hair or short hair? Short hair, problem. Holy Could you removable hair? It's my you have Richie. the long hair, you remove it for the haircut. <laughs> Bang! I mean, Black Curtis, you're, you're an entrepreneur. I mean, why don't, you, why don't you get on this one? You could probably make a buck, man. It's I mean, I, I mean, I, well, my, that's my Richie. people will buy. I, I, wonder, I wonder if the, the, the my Richie could have a, a, a little buddy with little feet, you know, a little oh, sidekick. Wow. Microphone, you know what I mean? Sure. I don't know if anybody'd buy it, but ask me my question so I can go on the bed. Well, right? I'll ask just say question. this. I'm smelling Joe Conklin next week with a My Richie song. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, all right Black Ritty, you get to ask anybody a question from history. What are you asking? Who's it to? 
I'm asking Pablo Escobar where X marks the spot. That dude's very billions of dollars, and I don't even know where it is. Baby. That's all I want to know, Pablo. Let me know. All right, that's that's funny. That's we all laugh at murder, but yes, yes, Pablo no, Escobar. No, not at murder. At the X marking the spot. Yeah, well, I thought he was saying where the bodies were buried. No, no he's no, not no. where the other okay. stuff. What does he want bodies okay. for, man? What's that going to do? I thought he was saying how'd you dispose of the bodies. He's talking about wow. a, a different thing. I understand. I got we it. We assume okay. it was probably in a horrible way, but we'd still like. The yep. money. Yeah, I got you. You got drugs <laughs> and you got murder, and they intersect quite often. I'm rewatching The Wire, by the way, right now. Speaking of drugs nice. and murder, it's good work. It's I, I had to do it. I, you know what? Sometimes you just need something that you love, and and it doesn't matter if it's your seventh go around, which it is for me, my seventh go around. But The Wire is where it's it at. actually should matter when you're watching something. The seventh, you know what, John? You after, should stop yourself you because something. you need not to with The Wire. Out, the Wire, I'll let new. this one. Plus, slide. after four hours with you, I, I just want to go horizons. home and do what I really want to watch. Do something new. <laughs> Grow. Grow. Branch out. <laughs> Branch out. All right. Let, let's get to uh let's I just mentioned Conklin. So here we go again. Joel and B, the injury. Mm-hmm. And only Joe Conklin can conceive it this way. Let's go on the road again. Embiid is hurt again. I'm not surprised we're in a jam again. This team I love has fallen, much to my chagrin. Basketball gods sure as hell are not our friend. So we're screwed again. Did we commit some kind of deadly sin? I know we'll never make it past the second round. Josh Harris teams are always run by a bunch of clowns. Missed opportunities. Sam Hinkie told us we had optionality. Adam Silver gave us Colangelo and he came up so teeny and Babs Botini the wrong move again traded Jimmy Butler took it on the chin again and we held on to that wussy Ben Simmons plus we discarded Mikael Bridges in the end what could have been we took Markel Fultz and passed on Jason Tatum Got fleeced by Danny Ainge. Then we lose to Boston every time we play them. I freaking hate them. So here we go again. Embiid is going under the knife again. The team I love just makes me play the violin. Woe is me, the Sixers are just f***ed again. <laughs> Pretty, wow. pretty good. How does he do it? The end pretty darn good. That was great. How does he do really it? He sounded he like sound Willie like Nelson. Willie. <laughs> it really does. Wow. It's incredible. It's unbelievable. I know you did the versatile thing yesterday. But yeah. Conklin is, he's hes amazing. Well, someone nominated him to win yeah, for versatile. I know. Yeah, no, Conklin's great. Look, see Conklin at the uh, Special Olympics PA Polar Plunge at Citizens Bank Park. That's this Friday. This Friday, February the 9th. Also. You can see Conklin and the City Rhythm Orchestra at the Broadway Theater in Pittman, New Jersey, coming up on Saturday, February 24th. Forty seats are left. That's not many. So get in and get in quickly to JoeConklin.com as people scramble throughout the Delaware Valley. JoeConklin.com for the 40 remaining tickets. Once again, tickets, once again, that's JoeConklin.com. A spectacular job by the incomparable Joe Conklin right there. Let's go to the phones. Let's get to Ken and Cinnamon. Hi, Ken. Good morning, friends. How are you today? Doing well, Ken. Yes, somebody nominated Joe Conklin yesterday, and you guys picked balls. 
So, dude, Paul's just very <laughs> versatile, man. Super versatile. <laughs> very, sure very, very. I'm sure that would have been Rhea's answer, Frank. Okay, let's just. Gosh, let's, I'm let's... sorry I missed that. <laughs> Don't we walk on the balls of our feet? Isn't that? Yeah, I thought of yeah. there. There's yeah. a lot more we didn't there's even get. So to. many yeah. with balls, like I'm a ball, sure like a gala. You go to the ball. Yeah. Like, there's so many. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You ever seen New Year's Eve there, Ken? What's that? You ever seen New Year's Eve? It's all... I, I, I've actually done that Times Square thing a oh. couple times, and it's the biggest waste of time. Like, I wish I had that time back in my life. I'm sure. Anything productive. So, so. why a couple um, times and not just once? Yeah, I did it <laughs> once, and that was enough, but it was cool. No, Ken, no, it once. Ken were you dating a girl that wanted to be there? I'm, no, I'm... it was it was different because the first time was 1992 yeah. when they didn't have the, the pens and all set up. And so we, we were in a bar on the Upper, upper East Side at, like, yeah. 11:25, and somebody got the brilliant idea to go down to Times Square, and so we all stumbled mm. onto a subway and stumbled off at 42nd Street and pushed our way through the crowd. Wow! I was the lead blocker, just shoving people out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Pull back. You know, I, can't, what you, I got stranded on the streets of New York one night on New Year's Eve and with, you slept, without right? a hotel yeah. room. Yeah, yeah, you told I us. slept down Brutal. with the garbage. That's brutal. And it was freezing. And after, I don't know how long. I mean, I'm I'm guessing maybe How old were you? I was was 24. Oh, active NFL player. Yeah. If only TMZ had been there. I think it was after my rookie year. Yeah, I was visiting my buddy that I now go up to Cape Cod with. And we were meeting up in New York City. He ended up... we got separated. And, oh, it seems and, that and way. And I was visiting him, so I had no idea where I was supposed to go. Before cell phones. Yeah, before cell phones. Yeah. Uh, was it? No. I had a cell phone. It wasn't working. Yeah. That's for sure. But it was after alcohol and was invented, right? Point, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't help. <laughs> hey, Ken, give me what you got on the Eagles to Brazil. So, uh, I hate it um, for, for all the reasons that everybody has said. It, it, is, it is just... It proves that there are, the one thing that 32 NFL owners can, can agree on is that if there's any way to make more money, yeah. they're all in. Um, I, I think it's utterly ridiculous. And for any Eagles, I've been to Sao Paulo on business a couple times. Mm. For any Eagles fans that might be thinking already, oh, let's plan our trip. Leave your jewelry at home. <laughs> Leave your wallet at home. Uh, and, and make sure you, you, you don't necessarily stay in the cheapest place because wow. – uh, You'd be better off going to Baltimore. That's that's all I'm going to say. Wow. So, Ken, give me um, a big time answer. You get to ask anybody from history a question. Who are you asking, and what's the question? Uh, I assuming we're going to get an honest answer. The guy's responsible for some of the most historic words in the English language. I would ask William Shakespeare if he actually wrote that stuff. That's interesting, Shakespeare. Um, John, is that the question to ask Shakespeare? No. I mean, there there's a lot. I mean, people, there are people who believe that. No, there I know. are a lot of people yeah. who believe that Shakespeare wasn't Shakespeare. Yeah. Shakespeare was actually Christopher, Christopher Marlowe. Right. Yeah. Well, what would you ask to the writer of those amazing, what would you call them, plays? Jeez. What would you call them? Yes. Well, I mean, yes. they're books, they're plays. Yeah. They're, you know, what would you ask him? How How'd you do it? did you ever arrive at iambic pentameter? Why? Yeah, that's not what I would ask. Did God, you... I hated that. No, no, I would not ask that. <laughs> I would I... ask, why did you write this stuff that I had to study at school? Thank you. <laughs> that's that's I mean, do you talk about something that could not interest me least than, than that stuff? But it's just... It's so monotonous but reading hold on. that. Now, then... I'm not a scholar. I understand that. Do you get the difference, <laughs> though, between reading it and... 
treasuring the story, the story it, with it. like Romeo it, and Juliet. It. Romeo and Juliet, living and dying, is an all-time story. It. Do you acknowledge that? Uh, yes, I do. But the words became too dense for you. Doesn't doesn't I, interest I, me at all. The words I, were I tough. I just don't care. <laughs> I, I just love don't. This. I just don't care. Ask your wife if she likes Honestly, Romeo and Juliet. I'm not a scholar. <laughs> It just doesn't. It's just <laughs> boring. You don't understand it. It's dumb, in my opinion. I don't. Dumb know. is not the word I would say, but right. it's drawn out. <laughs> it's just there's yeah. thou arts and uh, you know o's and o's and like, thou don't careth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. Let's. And by the way, it's 94 WIP HD One Philadelphia. As we broadcast today from the Tasted Cake Studio. Let's listen to Roger Goodell upon the announcement last night of the Eagles. Um, to Brazil, Sao Paulo, Brazil, which apparently is the most populated uh, nation, I believe, in Brazil or uh, uh, city in Brazil. Let's listen to Goodell first as he's before the announcement. He's revving up the, you know, these overseas games matter for the NFL. Here's what he said. We are just incredibly enthusiastic about our growth on a global basis. Um, We are convinced we can be a global sport in the near future. Uh, Our ownership has committed to uh, allow more games to be played on an annual basis, on a global basis. Uh, we are excited about the fans' reaction, our media partners. Uh, I think this is uh, a great opportunity for the league, and we are committed to making it a global sport. So here's what I'll say to that. I get it, and if I was an owner or a commissioner, I'd do the same thing to get games overseas because you already got America. So now you want to try to get South America. You want to try to get Europe. You want to try to get Asia. You want to try to get Africa. I totally get it. I totally respect that. What irritates me as an Eagles fan is why does it have to be week one? Why does it have to be week one? Let's listen to Goodell with the official announcement. Brazil um, is new for us this year. Uh, We are incredibly excited. We're going to do it on our kickoff weekend, which is an unusual um, approach and different than we've ever done. We're actually going to play it on Friday night of our kickoff weekend. Uh, so we'll have Thursday night as our kickoff game. Friday night we'll come back from Brazil in Sao Paulo. The Philadelphia Eagles will be the host team in Sao Paulo. Um, and then we'll come back with Sunday night and Monday night and obviously a great, uh, a great group of games on Sunday afternoon with our two partners. So um, we think this is giving us an ability to access more fans, not just here in the States, but on a global basis. And I think it's going to be a huge hit. We're excited. Look, we'll take your reaction to the news of the Eagles to start the season in Brazil, 215-592-9494. I find it irritating, um, especially stemming from a 2023 Eagles season. that was the most wonky schedule ever. I mean, we just had a playoff game a couple of weeks ago where, you know, they didn't get to Saturday, they didn't get to Sunday. It had to be Monday night. So you're fundamentally going to have a short week if they had even won that game, which, of course, they were nowhere near doing. But it would have been a short week in round two. And, you know. It Sounds looks, like you're blaming the schedule for some of the ineptitude from this last you season. You know what I'm more you're doing? Kind of, you're sort of conflating issues. I'm blaming here. the schedule for irritating me and my schedule. <laughs> and now they're doing it again. And they're all doing it because they're a bunch of pigs and they want to make a buck. Look, I get. The what, schedule did hurt the Eagles. It did hurt like, the Eagles. Factually, it did. I believe that. I believe that. But so, you're right about the pig part. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. They're just, look, they, and, and one of the big trends, it's very clear now that they're trying to do, the NFL is trying to get standalone games. They're removing games from Sundays, and they're putting them on non-conventional days. Didn't they always like to say that they weren't touching Friday nights because that's high school football night? Well, I, I don't know. I guess that doesn't matter anymore. Th- at some point, that could get yeah. crossed in a more, you know, look, they started it with the Monday night thing 
40, 50 years ago, whatever it was. They then went to the Thursday night thing. Then somewhere along the line, they went to the Sunday night thing. They're taking games away from one and four, which get clumped with other games. They put them standalone. They make a tremendous amount of money. They're going to make more money on this Friday night game than they would on a regular Sunday game. So I get why they do it, but it irritates me as an Eagles fan that this is where the Eagles season has to start. Let's go to Tom in Dover. Also takes away a home game for the Eagles next year, which stinks. Good morning, Tom. Yo, what's up, y'all? How y'all doing today? Doing all right, Tom. Hey, 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 Joe, you know I was just telling Jimmy, man, you know I went to the Tokyo Bowl game when the Eagles played the wow. game. So that was, what, 1989 yeah. or 90? No, 1990. Yeah, because I remember Mike Golick doing a Golick's got it from yeah, out there. I went, yeah, I went, I went, man, we had we had a ball, man, but we didn't have a we, – we, we got set back because they was telling us, yo, get some sleep, get some sleep, 12 hours different. So when we got over there – when everything was going on, we were sleeping. We was up <laughs> nine o'clock at night, <laughs> nine o'clock at night, trying to find something to eat in, in, in Japan. Well, wow. uh, wow. listen, man, I, I think I, I, I'm, you know, Joe, I'm listening, man, and I ain't even gonna argue with you today, man. I think the commissioner and the owners of the league, man, don't care nothing about us as the fans, man. I do, man. You know, I'm a season ticket holder, so you're taking the game away from me this year. Well, Tom, let, Tom, let me ask you a question. I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second, not because you think I am always the devil. Yeah, that's true. But because I'm going to actually view this from the commissioner's standpoint and your standpoint as a fan if you weren't an Eagles fan. So, Tom, I'm going to give you two choices. Let's say the Eagles are not involved in the Friday game. Would you rather there be a Friday game or not be a Friday game? On Friday night, you could get the Dolphins and the Bills where you get no game. Which are you as a football fan choosing? I'd rather it not be a Friday night game. Yeah, but you'd be watching the Dolphins mm, and the Bills. I would watch it. You're I, telling a fib yeah, there, Tom. I, I probably would watch it, Joe, <laughs> but listen to this. I get my hair cut every other Friday at 6.30. You know, every yep. other Friday I'm in the barbershop getting my hair cut. You know, and Friday you, you worked all week. You get off on Friday. You got a lot of things to do. Who wants to try to? Now you got to run home and get ready to watch the football game. I, I probably would watch it. I'm not saying that I wouldn't. But, I mean, come on, man. I mean, football is supposed to be Sunday at 1. We're in total agreement that day. Sunday at 1 or Sunday at 4. Yeah. That's football. You know? Now, you did say something that I didn't understand because you, you called the Philadelphia Eagles a dynasty. No, I, I never called them a dynasty. The Eagles? I did not use that word. That's not true. Oh, I, what, what, what word I, did you use, Joe? I said they've been the most successful Philadelphia sports team. Okay, all right. Well, we can recently. Right, well, what makes them so successful? We won one championship. We won one Super Bowl. Well, first off, that's one more than anyone else won last decade. So, by that metric, they win. I, I, I'm, I'm oh, just Tom, I, I wasn't Tom. understanding that, Joe. You well, 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 Tom, more successful the last 10 years, the Eagles or the Flyers? I'm, 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 you, you, you're talking, what, was you talking about Philly sports teams or football in a whole? Well, I said both. What I said is the Eagles are the most successful Philadelphia sports team in recent years. I'm not counting well, Villanova. I'm talking about the pro teams. Well, and then, well, and then, I, I, said, and then I said at the, at the football level, they've been one of the more successful pro football franchises, and that's true. No, that's not true. Tom, you got to remember something about me. All I do is spit truth and wisdom. Oh, okay, Joe. I'm not (laughs) not arguing. I already said when I started to call, I'm not arguing with you today. No, no, this is a non-argument thing. Tom, give me a great answer, man. I'm even going to vote for you no matter how bad the answer is. Give me for Green Day tickets. You get to ask anyone a question. What is it? I told told Jimmy 
Richie stole my stole what I was going to say, man, because I'm a mama's boy, you know. I'm raised by a single parent, which was my mom, and I, uh, you know, she died three years ago, and I, I'm just like Richie. I just would love to know. Yeah. Is she all right, man? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I couldn't think enough. I couldn't think enough else, man. Really, I couldn't. I get it. Well, Tom, God yeah, bless yeah. you and your family, my right. man. We always love you your calls. Thanks, Thanks pal. All right, take care. All, all right, right. 215-592-9494. Up ahead, what Chom said about Embiid and the Sixers. That plus, you might not know this. I don't know it, but I just got a printout of it. Now that we're talking about the Eagles starting the season in Brazil, who are they playing next year? Home and away. I mean, we know who they're going to play. We don't know the sequence. But who they're going to play, we're going to tell you that coming up next. Plus some Philly stuff with Ben Davis, that and all the phone calls. Joe to Cameron, John Ritchie on this Tuesday morning on 94 WIP. Hey, Super Bowl obviously up ahead in five days. And you can lock in with FanDuel Sportsbook in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook. Obviously, the Super Bowl creates all sorts of opportunities that you can win from a betting standpoint, whether it's point spread, player props, over-unders, and more. Now, San Francisco remains a slight favorite in the game. I think that's ridiculous. I'm going KC all day with this one. But go whichever way you want with Super Bowl 58 and lock it in with FanDuel Sportsbook. And remember this, new customers, if you join today, you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. It's an awesome opportunity to make every moment more with FanDuel. And a fi- on the road again. You really did. Like, well, it's, it's really crazy. Again. It's amazing. You got one guy that looked like Willie Nelson. You got another guy that sounds like <laughs> Willie Nelson. The old WIP morning show. Holy smokes. Let's get to today's Twitter poll question of the day. It's brought to by the way, if you missed that Conklin thing earlier, we'll play that again later in the show. It was outstanding about Joel being injured again. Unbelievable. All right, today's Twitter poll question of the day is brought to us by Armin Chevrolet. Red tag bonus cash on every new Armin Chevrolet Equinox ends soon. Find new roads to Armin Chevrolet. Visit ArminChevy.com. First question we have today, do you like the Eagles opening the 2024 regular season on a Friday night in Sao Paulo, Brazil? Three choices. Yes, I like it. B, no, I don't like it. Or C, I am indifferent. All right, second poll question. And then let's get to uh, Shams and something he said yesterday about Joel. Second poll question, do you think Joel Embiid plays again this season? Yes or no? Now, obviously, we don't know the answer. We're just trying to surmise where people are at mentally on this one. Um, surgery has not yet happened. It will presumably happen in the next couple of days. Ideally, if they feel it's good enough time to go in there, they would do it before the trade deadline to give Daryl Morey some uh, indication of whether it's likely or not that Embiid will come back this year, and if so, when. But uh, hard to know that until the surgery occurs. I mean, that's what the you know the, has been leaked to reporters. That's been reported. Let's listen to what Sham said yesterday about the Sixers. As they approach the trade deadline, remember, trade deadline is Thursday on possibilities for the Sixers as it relates to Joel's injury and the surgery. Here's what Sham said yesterday. When you go into this procedure, you literally don't know, is this going to be something he comes back in within two months where you look at it early April and you have a chance before the playoffs to get ready? But then the other thing is, even if it is a two-month return timetable, what if the Sixers at that point are in the play-in position? Do you, do you, if you're Joel Embiid and the Sixers, do you bring him back? I think those are all fair questions, and just no. in totality of it, they have expiring <laughs> contracts. They could have four or five first-round picks to trade come summertime. Do you waste one or two or whatever amount of them now with the uncertainty of Joel Embiid? I do think they will know exactly how long Joel Embiid will be out before Thursday's trade deadline. Well, look, they have today and tomorrow and part of Thursday in order to get that surgery done and to know that information. So 
clock's ticking there. So that's him saying he expects the surgery to be before the trade deadline, yeah. right? If you're reading between the lines. Yeah. But it also could be a hope. I mean, for what it's worth. It could be they hope to get it done Wednesday or Thursday or today, but maybe the swelling doesn't go down and they can't actually do that. Well, and if they don't get the surgery done before the trade deadline, I can pretty much expect that they will not be doing a trade before the deadline. I would like, agree. A meaningful trade. The surgery needs yeah. to happen in order for the trade to happen. I think that's right. Yeah. I think that's exactly right. John, when you hear the other guy, and I don't even know who it was there in the background with Shams say, you know, Shams is saying, it was almost rhetorical, like, would you even bring Joel back for the play-in game? And the other guy's like, no. Does that bother you? Yeah. Uh, the, I the figured it did. Ref- reflexive, uh, immediate, no, he can't survive even that. If that's what's implied there, yeah, when he's back, he will be back. Really, after this surgery, you know, in like a week, it'll be fixed. Like his knee, aside from but it won't whatever be, swelling but it won't is be remaining, fixed. yeah, it won't be okay, fixed. it won't feel perfect. Yeah, he's not going to play for have, a long they time. They will have shaved off whatever is torn, whatever offending meniscus, it was a problem. That will no longer exist. That'll be gone. And the healing is all that will need to take place. And what they told me when I had these done was once the swelling's out, that's all you need to worry about. Yeah, but here's the Everything thing. Everything is solid structurally. The swelling is what hurts. I, John, so I so hear you and I love you. I really do. I actually have come to truly love you. Here's my point. What they said to you without saying it to you was get your butt back on the field. And honestly, I'm going to be really frank. They didn't care that much about you. That's why you had a seven-year career. Like, they don't want Joel's career to be done in the next 18 months because of this. Like, I, it's they, amazing to me that you feel as though. I really believe that. I really do. That, look, Your sport is wired to I go play injured. I guarantee they it's valued Joel Embiid more than they valued me. But they still valued me an awful lot. Like, we are commodities. Like, we are what's valuable the 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 players themselves are what makes the the, the games be played but there's always like, someone else i i understand that i understand that and that is the key factor that's, and that's yeah. why 53 I was guys as opposed to 12 15 yeah, that whole day. thing all of it. why i was paranoid every every day of my career look i i, I know this truth. can go every which way like patrick mahomes last year and you can't get more valuable to a franchise than he is right now in his sport he played through an injury it wasn't debilitating but it was pretty severe last year in the playoffs and god bless that guy he played and unfortunately for us he slayed the eagles with that ankle so it's always touchy i remember grant hill playing in a playoff series one time when he probably shouldn't have and he was never the same again so robert griffin the third who robert griffin the third should have never played in that playoff that's right that's that's exactly right that's exactly right all right let's go to the phones by the way coming up here we're going to get to the eagles opponents i i still don't know who it is i got a piece of paper here in front of me. I'll look at it in a moment. I'll tell you the info of who they play next year. We don't know the order, but we do know the teams, and we'll get to that soon. Let's hey, go to. Have you noticed that Joe can't see his screens anymore, yeah, Jimmy? Like, just put the, the last put couple the, days. Put it down. I don't want to put been, it down. He's been what? like shielding yeah. his eyes. Yes, I get it. I like looking out the windows. So you know I, don't, I don't blame you for not putting it down. I'd rather put my hand yeah, up to I'm see that you. it's Will I and Jenkintown. When you guys are at Borgata, I'll go and raise all those, yeah. even if it gets bright and I can't change it, just because I like to be able to look out. And I find it totally depressing when we walk in here and John Johnson's done the overnight in like almost near darkness. I'm like, what in the world? Oh, in darkness. Look at the phones. After all, God said, what did he say, Ben? Let there be light. That's exactly right. 
He also said on the seventh day I rest, even though I've only worked for six days, which I always thought was kind of weird. Let's go to Will in Jenkintown. Good morning there, Will. Ben's <laughs> hey, like, wait a minute. Wait a, wait a minute. I mean, he didn't even have a football game to watch on a Sunday. No, no football. He's like, yeah, I'm sitting on my rump. Oh, okay there, God. All right, Will, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no problem, man. How you guys doing? Yeah. Doing well, uh, Will. Yeah, I mean, my thoughts towards that football game are kind of just uh, – it's up in the air. I mean, I don't really care one way or another. I think it's a little ridiculous. But I told a buddy of mine a while back that I believe that eventually, 30 years from now, 20 years, whatever it is, there'll be a football game on every night when it's football season. That's just, just ratings, money, whatever it is. Eventually it'll happen. I don't think it'll be every night, but I do see a scenario where they could use the buy as a way to have Tuesday games – and Friday games, and maybe Saturday games. I don't think you'll get a Wednesday, but I do see a scenario. Thursday through Monday? So six yeah, days Saturday. a week. So. Take away from college football. <laughs> well, they do at the end. They, 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 still, they play Saturday already. Playoffs. Yeah. Playoffs, yeah. Well, not just playoffs. The last, like, three weeks of yeah, the regular season, no they have Saturday. When's college football? Correct. Correct. There's no mm-hmm. college games yeah. anymore. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see, though. You never know. I mean, let's put it this way. Friday, there's less to compete with. And yeah. Tuesday, there's left. Yeah, Spent to your point, Saturday's the day that's got yeah. Yeah, something there. Welcome to Wednesday Night Football. That's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Uh, um, so, yeah. And by but, the way, uh, they could go double by again. Remember, they did have a stretch of a couple years double by a few years ago. It was not good. You, no, you could, it wasn't. I remember that. It's just a one, wasn't it? I thought it was a couple years. I could be wrong, but it wasn't long, whatever it was. And I do remember feeling the absence of quality games on many Sundays because you just had so many less games. I will say I'm in for Wednesday night football. Give it to me. Are you? Sure. Why not? What am I doing? Like, I'll take football every night. Like, I I don't think it's great for the players or whatever. If I were a player, I'd be upset. But of course. Would you rather have a football game on tonight or not? I will. Will, I I have recognized the point of more can be better, but sometimes, Will, do you know the cookie theory? I'm uh, not familiar with it. No. All right, let me tell you the cookie. So, Will, you like cookies, right? Yeah. All right. So, would you... It sort in- of depends on the cookie. No, actually, it doesn't. What I'm about to tell you. The first cookie is always better than the 12th cookie. Not if it's a white chocolate cookie. It's definitively better than the 25th cookie. There is a point mm-hmm. of oversaturation. I'm like, I don't want another cookie. Will, that's what the NFL needs to figure out with football, the, to the public. The, the cookie theory is more of something great isn't always better. And that's what the NFL needs to figure out as they deploy these games in various days. Let's go well, pancakes for this theory. Pancakes, I think go pancakes ahead. is a better uh, Well, pancakes, analogy. you get stuffed. That's different. Yeah. You do. You can uh, you can eat 12 cookies before you get stuffed. Correct. One pancake yeah. and you're I'm close. Pancakes can get you, man. They're dense. All right, Will, we're yeah. taking your time. Go ahead, my man. No, all right, you guys are good, man. I appreciate it. I'm just having fun uh, listening to you guys. All right, guys. Paul, do you, know the Paul, do you know the Paul Abbott theory? I do not. I mean, go ahead. It's called anybody but him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Do you know, Paul? Do you know the? I uh, that was uh, the Pat Ryan theory. Will, do you know the Speedy Claxton theory? I uh, do not. Don't believe the hype. <laughs> all right, I mean, yeah, I, I can roll him way, out. Dude. I can roll him out. All right, go ahead. Go did ahead. Speedy have that much hype though, dude. When the Sixers he did in 01 got to the like the, no, the I'm going to tell you why. Because when the Sixers got to the finals in 01 that whole year, and everyone knew Speedy Claxton was out the whole year. The whole year, the refrain was, and wait till Speedy gets back next year. We're great. And then we get Speedy back. It was like freaking Sidney Brown. Or not Sidney Brown. Yeah, Sidney Jones. Sidney Jones. Oh, we're winning the Super Bowl. Oh, and we get Sidney Jones next year. Oh, yeah. 
How'd that work out? All right, go ahead, Will, for the fifth time, I fall. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man, this is fantastic. Um, Poor Will. So, uh, no, I mean, you know, I just – the way football progresses like that, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe hopefully they don't do it too much. My thoughts on the Super Bowl, I hope Kansas wins. I can't stand the 49ers. Uh, and then just – because I want to get to it. I've been hyped about this. Uh, your, your, your morning question. I want to yes. give you guys my question and my answer. Let's do it. So – my so do I have to say it in a certain order? Does that matter? No, I just need to know who it is, too, and what the question is. All right. So the question would be to Neil Armstrong, and the question would be, was the moon landing fake? Yeah, that's a question you could ask. I listen, Will. I appreciate the call, my man. I feel very confident we went to the moon, but some people don't believe it. Ben, where are you on the moon landing? One hundred percent. They did it. Yeah. 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 You know, let let me ask you a question, Joe, about what you just said about the saturation thing. Yeah. If they're, I don't think they care about the saturation. If there's money to be made, they don't care about saturating whatever. It, they want, they're out to make a dollar. Yes or no? Uh, yes, but I think they're smart enough to realize there's a point. What's that thing called? The tipping point? Um, the tipping point. The tipping point? Okay. Yeah. It's called the tipping point. The tipping point. point. <laughs> I think they, they do know, as businessmen, that there is a tipping point at some point. Like a price. Like, think of it this way. Every merchant would raise the prices if they knew they were going to make more money. But merchants also know there's a point where if I raise my prices, I'll make less money. Right. And I, and I think that applies to the owners. I mean, don't get me but wrong. they're always I, going to be looking for new ways to make more money. 100%. And you know what the main one normally is? Expansion. Yeah. Yeah, which we've Expansion. seen leagues over expand before. Yeah. The NHL. Yeah, of course. I will tell you this. The NHL got less of me as a fan when they invited like 10 towns in that I don't care about. I still don't care about Columbus, Nashville, San Jose. Atlanta had a team. Atlanta, Vegas, Anaheim. Florida. If if you just gave me Flyers Rangers, Flyers Bruins, Flyers Islanders. Ten teams in Canada. Flyers Capitals. Give me Toronto and Montreal. And and, and they're about, and those are my my games. I'm more into it. Mm -hmm. But when you give me Flyers Nashville, fundamentally going into that game that night, I'm like, eh, I don't really care as much. I'm not saying I don't care. I'm saying I don't care as much. And so, fair you know, point. it's uh, a fair point. And this is where I really hope the NCAA holds the line on 68 teams. And, of course, it should have been 64. But when they talk about going to 100, 128 teams in, in the tournament, and they do talk about it, I mean, I'm telling you, I'd be out. Do you watch and any so of it, those play-in games? No. Neither do I. No. And I love, I love the tournament. I mean, if they invited no. – 60 more teams into the tournament to get to 128. I'd be out to the Nobody's watching the first round. Unless there are teams in it. Nobody's filling out a bracket. You don't even know who they are. We we don't kind of know who they are, Mm -hmm. but you sort of get the 14 seed versus 3 seed team. Now I'm going to get what? Fairfield. I'm going to get a. Yeah, I'm going to get Fairfield as a 26 seed. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, that, that, that. Great. John, you know when Fairfield made it? One time in my lifetime, our record going into the NCAA tournament 11 and 18. Ooh. But what? we had we had won our conference tournament. We were eight and eighteen. <laughs> we won three in a row, and then we almost beat North Carolina in the first round. Really? I was UNC. a freshman. Yes. Well, almost and beat you. James, played him tough. What is almost beat? James. James. Yeah. Well, Two, how much did you lose by? We lost by seven to nine. Wow. And we had and we had to, to leave. We had to leave with five minutes to go. Greg Francis made eight three pointers in that game, set a tournament record. I think until Steph Curry broke the freaking record. And we had a freaking six foot four center, and they brought in freaking Zerds Swicker off the bench, seven three of them, 
and we couldn't do this anything with that guy. Is, we caught and then your center. And then I saw him on a plane. I saw him on a plane. I almost went postal on that your guy. Your center I saw him on a plane. was thirteen inches shorter than their center. Yeah, their backups. Their backup center. <laughs> and they had, and they had Vince Carter and they had Vince Carter and Antoine Jameson and we hung tight. Wow. We hung tight for a long time. Yeah, I bet. All right, go Stacks. Shout out to all my Fairfield people out there. All right, let's go to uh, let's go to Tim right now. Hi, Tim. Good morning. Uh, that's that's a funny story about the Fairfield. But anyway, and the game was uh, in the really? state of North Carolina. And if it wasn't in the state oh. of North Carolina, we would have had the crowd on our side. But. Everybody was rooting for and, North Carolina. And, and they had the refs. Right? And they had the refs. Right? And they had the refs. But, yeah. one, but one of our players uh, punched Shimon Williams going to the locker room at halftime, and the public doesn't know that. Yeah, that was under the <laughs> no. tunnel. But anyway, go ahead. And, then, and, then, that, and then that kid got kicked out of school, but not for that reason. Go ahead. Did he play the second half? Yeah, but he didn't play the second half of his career at Fairfield. I'll put it that way. <laughs> go ahead, Tim. Uh, Rhea kind, of, kept up Rhea kind of stole my thunder uh, why I'm against uh, the game on a Friday night is because of high school football. I think I think it's extremely disrespectful to really the kids and who the grassroots of the sport. Um, you know, and, and someone who has been involved in high school football, you're going to think that night that night uh, the attendance or the lack thereof attendance oh, at man. high school games. And 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 you know, in, in a lot of these high schools, you know, really rely on financially the gate. Tim, I, I didn't I, think I, of that, and I can't believe we didn't think of that. I, I It really is an oversight uh, on my well, part, on our part. Friday night, that, that's the first Friday yeah. of, of the, the season but for Tim, a lot of schools. Tim, what did Adam Smith say many years ago when he wrote The Wealth of Nations? Well, okay, well, but, but, The but strong are going to uh, gobble up the weak. Okay, but when, but when uh, NFL teams are getting public money to build stadiums, that kind of thing. No, you're right, right on. You are 100% yeah. right. That's what irritates and, me. And, it, and, and, John, you know, you and I who play football, it disrespect. Those kids are working right now in January for yeah. the season 2024. Yeah. And guys like Tim Rumpel, who you know, who's putting in all those hours, those coaches, yeah. and for the NFL to throw out a Friday night game, it, it, to me, is, is, is highly disrespectful. Huh. Well, that's another way to look at it. Tim, give me a big-time answer, man. You get to ask anybody a question from history. You're going to get an honest answer in this hypothetical. What question are you asking, and who's it to? Amelia Earhart, what happened? Yeah. Here's the only problem with that one. I think we know what happened. She crashed. Yeah. <laughs> we just, I mean, not sure where she crashed, and but she crashed. I'm not sure exactly why, but something stopped working and she crashed. The plane in the 40s probably wasn't put together that well. I would tend to agree. I would agree with that. All right, I got a couple of uh, Phillies questions for Mr. Ben Davis. Mm-hmm. Let's do, we'll just rapid fire here. Mm-hmm. Cody Bellinger, what say you? Yes. I'm in. You're in. I'm in. So that means Rojas is just... Bye-bye. Would Rojas be better served in that scenario being a bench player or a minor leaguer getting a lot of at-bats? Minor leaguer getting at-bats. All right. Should the Phil- I'm just going to go rapid fire okay. here. Should the Phillies – I mean, there's talk they could still add a starting pitcher. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's more likely to happen or unlikely? Unlikely. I agree with you on that. Unlikely. The, the concept Rob Thompson has put out there that he learned from his postseason, let's call it adherence, to what worked – is what I'll continue to do. Sounds like he wants to be more open-minded in future October so they get there. Do you think he will be? Because he just had, like, I'm sticking by what I'm st- – I won't even call it the book. The book is, like, old now. Now it's, like, whatever is the new book. 
he was sticking by, this is what I believed in when I crafted this game plan two weeks ago. I'm going to stick with it. Do you think he'll do that or be more open-minded now? I think he's stuck to not the book, but, you know, you dance with the one who brought you, right? And I think that's where he was. He, he went to – he put the lineup up that got him to where he was yes, in the Yes, he playoffs. did. You think he throws I, that piece of paper out? I think he, after the last two years and not achieving the ultimate goal, I think he kind of has to. Yeah, so I hope so. How to does, a certain degree. How does he do it degree. differently? How does he – he has referred to the idea uh, after last season with the World Baseball Classic, hey, we're probably going to have to do things differently next year mm-hmm. so we can hit the ground running. Well, that's another one to start the season. Yeah, yeah. What's the, what do they do, they do to, to the crank running? up the start of the season? Well, I think first and foremost, the starting pitching has to be – where it needs to be. If they're going to, they're only going to go as far as the starting pitching is going to take them. That's the bottom line. I think the on, on the lineup is going to sustain itself. I think you might see a change at the top, whether that be Turner or Stott at the top of the lineup um, and move Schwarbs down. I think that might, might be a, a something Who would he's going to tinker with. Turner or Stott? I would prefer Stott at the top. Is that in part to get Harper to bet three instead of four and avoid two lefties? Harper has to hit in the first inning. Has to. So whether that be in the two-hole or three-hole, he's got to hit in the first inning. All right, let's take on again. We're just rapid-fire questions here for Ben. Sir Anthony last year went backwards big time. Mm -hmm. Why, and do you think it'll be different this year? I think it will. I'll answer the second one first. I think it will be different this year. I think he lost his confidence. He just didn't have that same moxie out on the mound. He didn't have that same mound presence, that demeanor. Um, Can you get that back? Without a doubt. With his stuff, yes. I think he can can challenge guys a little bit more, be a little bit more confident within the strike zone. Ben, they got about seven to eight weeks before the season starts in late March. Do you think they will sign Zach Wheeler to a long-term contract extension before the start of the regular season? I sure hope so. I was talking with a couple uh, kids last night. He's invaluable what he does on the mound every day. He's essential. He's invaluable. And you want to talk about one of the most underrated – starting pitchers in all of baseball. Correct. He's unbelievable, and he just seems to be getting better and better. And he's a great freaking dude. Awesome dude. If Nola got seven years, 172, what does his deal look like? I think he gets – Remember, he's 34. Yeah. I I think he gets a five-year deal. I think he gets a five-year deal for buck 50. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot of coin. Yeah. All right, last thing here, Ben. In the event that they reconfigure the lineup without Schwarber leading off, and let's say Schwarber hits five and Harper hits three and Stott hits one mm-hmm. and Turner hits two, who's the righty bat you would hit fourth? You've got three options, JT, Bohm, and Castellanos. Bohm. Why? Better hitter. And I think it, what he did with RBIs last year, his two-out RBIs were, were off the charts. Uh, I, I just look at him as a more complete hitter and, and someone you can maybe rely on a little bit more and put balls in play. It's good stuff. We'll be cranking up more and more and more Phillies coverage with Ben, with Ruben, all our Phillies guys as we move closer and closer to the start of spring training, which is now in a week, and obviously the regular season, like I said, in late March. Let's get to uh, Ian right now in Delaware. Hi, Ian. My man, hey, I, never, I never know. Ian or Ian, I'm so sorry. Which is it? It's- it's Ian. I'm sorry, Ian. Go ahead, buddy. Uh, so I had an answer for the question of the day. Yes, sir. O.J. Simpson. Wow. I want to ask if he murdered Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman. And I want an honest answer. Yep. 
That that's a big one. So the OJ thing. That's I mean, hey, listen. I mean, he wrote the book if I did it. So mm-hmm. which is know. so outrageous. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> really. Un- it's truly unbelievable. It truly it's, it's incredible. He's a guy it's, who it, has it absolutely no shame. It's it's just it and so I I did talk to my uncle John last week after I had told the story 2 weeks ago about my cousin writing OJ in the jail during the trial. And he reconfirmed to me it's 100% true, and O.J. did write him back. So my cousin reached out to O.J. And my cousin was 94. My cousin was 12 years old. He wrote O.J. O.J. wrote him back wow. from jail. And by the way, you ready for this? You ready for this? And he, yeah. In the letter, O.J. said, I didn't do it. <laughs> at, the, wow. at the very end. He still has to have this letter. Has correct? the letter. And my uncle said to me, could you How imagine long was if the I, letter? I don't that, know. That he replied. I don't there. know. But my uncle said, could you imagine if I ever, like, you know, look to sell this? He said, during the trial, I have handwritten, a handwritten letter from OJ saying I didn't do it. Now, I'm not saying it's the only letter OJ wrote. I don't know. Does I mean, your cousin believe that? Does my cousin believe yeah. it? My cousin passed away, so oh, I don't know. Gotcha, but but gotcha. um, but yeah, that, isn't that amazing? It's an it amazing, amazing. It's an amazing part of family history. It really oh, is. Yeah. All right, let's get to uh, to M calling from Virginia. Hi, M. Hey, how y'all doing? Good, buddy. Hey, M. Um, what 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 I wanted to get to today? I don't know. I always call him on hold for three days. Um, the Brazil game. That would have was. The Brazil so, game. What? I was. I was looking. I was looking at. Uh, our home opponents, the only one I see fit, and I don't know how y'all would agree with, mm-hmm. but the only game I would see fit to play week one at a disadvantage, um, Dallas. You know, I'll be surprised if they make it um, one of the NFC's games. Uh, because because th- I think I, I, I think they like- know that is such a valuable game in the city of Philadelphia to be played in the city of Philadelphia. I would be oh, if they took stunned. that away from Eagles fans here, that yeah. would be that would be ugly. I think that would be I think that would be a huge mistake, and I think they know not to do that. And NBC always wants that thing on Sunday Night Football, whether it's home or away. That game's on Sunday Night Football pretty much every year, one way or the other. All right, Dan, we're going to go through this schedule right now. Give me an answer here when you think of something that you would like. To ask someone from history, they'll give you an honest answer. What are you asking someone? A.J. Brown, what the hell happened this year? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. A.J. Brown, I like that. What happened? Good stuff. All right, let's get to the Eagles' schedule as it relates to who they will play, not when they will play, but who they will play. And let's start, um, obviously we know, um, so it's designed to be nine home games, eight road games. The ninth home game has been taken away and moved to Brazil. Um, now, obviously, you know, three games at home and three games on the road related to the, the division. Dallas, Giants, Commanders every year. All right, we get that. So really what we're looking at are who are the six teams they play out of the division. So let's start with this reality. They play the Eagles in 2024 will play the NFC South, which is a pretty weak division. So that division, the two teams they will play at home, are the Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers. Atlanta and Carolina at home, the two teams they will play on the road from that division are the team that knocked them out of the playoffs, obviously, the Tampa Bay Bucs, 
and the New Orleans Saints. Not a bad division to have to play. I mean, James, as divisions go. I don't know, Joe. NFC South. Oh, yeah. It's the, I you would, got new coaches. Oh, that's are, fine. I think it's the, the best who, one. Who are the quarterbacks? I think if you could choose who any division to division? play, Joe, that's the division you choose. Yeah, there's, no, there's no quarterbacks in that yeah, division. Exactly. I mean, maybe Baker Mayfield, maybe not. I don't even know if he's in that division anymore. Yeah, I think it's the, the best you could hope for. I mean, John, Carolina. It's just a huge question mark. It's like it, no, but they but compared to other divisions, you get that or you get a. Uh, I mean, come they on. They had a nine and eight win team. The uh, team win the division this you year. I mean, they were they were empirically were they were empirically the worst division this yes. year. That's right. You got teams who were bad, and the the fact that they were so bad, it made it necessary to bring in new. Well, look, they'll have higher draft. Regimes. They'll have higher draft. Picks. They will be better this year. Well, is my point. A lot. It sometimes takes times for new regimes to get rolling too. You know, sometimes it's not like they just hit the stuff. ground running. Yeah. All right. So that that that's the division that they play from that standpoint in the NFC. Now let's get to the outside of the conference. Outside the conference, the division they're playing is the AFC North. So the two teams Eagles will play at the link are the Cleveland Browns, Deshaun Watson, and a good defense, and what seems to be a good coaching staff with Stefanski, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, who still don't have a quarterback. Yeah. And then on the road from that division, the Eagles will play the Bengals. Burrow obviously will be back and healthy. And the team many thought was the best team this year in football at the Baltimore Ravens, which would actually be a pretty fun game to go to for people locally if you just want to take a drive down, although the Ravens have a pretty loyal fan base themselves. So we'll see how much those tickets become available. But all right, now, here are the, tick- here are the games they play um, outside of those two divisions. Home versus the Packers. Fascinating, John, to see a Jordan Love Jalen Hurts matchup. That's a good one. Oh, that's a great game. Home versus Jacksonville. Doug comes back again. Trevor Lawrence, I just don't think is that good. I just don't. I don't care what his pedigree was and all that. I just don't think he's that good. And then the other game, the Eagles play. I can rip it. I mean, he he's growing. I yeah. he's better. He's and that team is exciting though. Like that that team's prospects. They're pretty solid. Yep. And then at the Rams. Seltzer, I like this. Like, as Jeez. far as opponents go. It's a tough schedule. Now, the Eagles got a second-place schedule, but I don't think it sounds that tough. No, I'm with you. I like You don't think it sounds tough? Right, no. Outside the division. Oh, my gosh. I, I mean, let, it's certainly a lot easier than this year. All right, let's go outside the division. Hardest game, because division's the division. Hardest game they will have outside the division is the at the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Second hardest game they will have is guys. The the Bengals are really at the good Bengals. too, and and the Cleveland Browns were really good. Also, the the Pittsburgh Steelers don't count them out. Like that that whole division, they are nasty and they will smack you. Like that that is a tough type of football. Well, that's a tough division. I'll, I'll give you that. The Steelers, the Ravens, the Bengals. That's that's pretty tough. The Browns. That's a tough division. That's, yeah, that, and but it's and kind by of, the way, like we're, we're I think. My worry is that we're getting away from the rough and tumble, like smash you in the face run game stuff. Like that, that. Uh, Powerhouse song, indeed. On this Tuesday morning, five days to the Super Bowl. Needless to say, yeah, not as excited as last year. This segment brought to us by Mount Holly Nissan. New 2024 Nissans, they are arriving daily at Mount Holly Nissan. Minutes from everywhere, just over the bridge. Online, mounthollynissan.com. You know, James, since we're coming up to Super Bowl Sunday, and those three hours, or as they 
often are with the Super Bowl, like three and a half, three hours and 45 minutes. It does bear in mind, James, the conversation we had with the Diddy last year, that hypothetical that was uh, thrown around the room when I was a college senior of which you would rather do. Do you remember the hypothetical, James? Huh. Was it all oh, about the love of your life for the the Boston so, game? Is that the one? The well, you're hunting close. One? Here, all right, here was the scenario I threw out last year to the Diddy. And, James, maybe you can find this audio of Ray Dedinger. So me and some friends were sitting around senior year of college, and the Eagles had never been in a Super Bowl in my lifetime up until that point, other than 1980 when I was two years old. So, you know, I don't have any memory of it, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know who posed the question, but the question went around the room like three hours with anybody you want were to watch the Super Bowl live when your team's in it. Here's the thing, though. If it's three hours with some gal, you just get told, okay, the Eagles won or the Eagles lost, but you'd never get to see the game live without knowing without knowing what's about to happen. Like, you just get – so you miss the Super Bowl, but you get three hours with the gal of your dreams. Tough choice. Is that all you Tough get? Tough choice. With the gal of your dreams? Well, I think the implication is you get more than just being in, in her presence. So, I, James, you have the audio when we but asked this to Ray last year. A lifetime. You got to find this. Gal. This was good stuff last year, man. This was, <laughs> this was a whole, this was a whole thing last year. I will see if we can find it in the in the coming uh, coming minutes because it was pretty funny last year. All right, let's go to the phones. Dan in Philadelphia. Dan, which would you choose in that scenario? What would I choose? What? You get you get a gal for three hours, or you get to watch the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Which you choose? I've had my wife for. 20-something years, so I'll just go with the Super Bowl. Okay. You know. Pretty practical response. What wise if, answer. What wise if, answer. What if, what if you hadn't yet gotten with her? I'm going girl all day. Well, how about I have the girl while we watch a three-hour Super Bowl? Because, Dan, I'm still the guy that thinks Robin Williams messed up in Goodwill Hunting. All he had to do was tell that gal that became his wife, yo, just just hold on a couple hours. i got to go to Game 6 of the World Series. Talk to you. I don't, talk to you later tonight or tomorrow. Not that hard. And you take her with you. I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> you, you got to negotiate, Joe. <laughs> That's right. Um, listen, I'm with you. I, I think the NFL is so successful. So everybody craves it. Is because obviously originally it was really Sunday and then Monday. It's so few and in between. Like I love watching the Phillies every chance I get, but I can't watch every game. But if there were only 16 Phillies games, well, 17 at this point, I would watch every one of them. You know, so if they do flood the market every single night, I, I do think it's going to lose a little. And who am I that, you know, they're the NFL. Um, I'm just a, a peasant compared to them. But I, I do think it will water it down a little bit. I, it won't be as yeah. as exciting. I mean, obviously, we'll still only have 17 Eagles games. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I think it can be. I, I love the NFL because it's so it's so rare. It's once a week. Well, now it's almost three times a week. Um but as for this preseason game, so they're saying they want to – not preseason, this, this game in Brazil, and they want, they're going to have one in Munich. Um, they're saying they want to uh, expand the NFL to these other countries. So they know we'll watch it, right? But if they're trying to expand it and get this audience, why don't they make it a preseason game where the, you know, they almost have to force this, the starters to play, to play in that game for overseas to get these people uh, if, they want, if they want to attract them then? instead of making it a, a home game, which is obviously a way for the team. Well, they're trying to put their best foot forward. I mean, that's why they make it a real game. They're trying to really entice 
that city and that country, and they feel like the real product. They want the fans to travel there, and fans will not travel for a preseason game. Yeah, I, I agree with that, Ray. But I, so it's it's kind of a sham to say that. I mean, obviously, they want to expand it, but but at Dan, the but same Dan time, there's there's two different things they're trying to do simultaneously, and they will do some of it. They do want to attract Brazil. They also want to attract the American public to watch a Friday game, which they would not do nationally if it was a preseason game. Nobody, right. nobody in Illinois is going to Illinois is going to watch an Eagles, yeah, an Illinois, uh, an Eagles versus whomever game. If it's a Friday night in August, nobody nobody gives a damn. I mean, I, hell, I hell, some of us around here don't even watch that game. And I was kind of indifferent to it all morning until that guy just called about the high school high school, you know, the Friday night lights that, that that's huge in this country. Yeah. And to take away from that is it's it's kind of selfish. And I and I, know, I know we're realizing how selfish the NFL is at this point, but you know, yeah, it's, that's it's, a it's, huge deal. And I don't think they can step on that. And and that was a major oversight. They Th- can that, step on it in one second. Yeah, I don't think they care. That's, the, Correct. that's crazy. They and that's care. a grassroots point. Of well, the you US. know what? I think they do care. They do care about high school football. And they've, they, they've gone so far as to take it to another level. Like they've gone back and addressed the high schools of players who've played in the Super Bowl. And they go back to those high schools, and they deliver a gold football to that high school. Here's your yeah, that's alumnus. T- that's token. I I get it. I get it. But they're they're. But again, it's you're trying to build something. Yeah, you're but, trying to create but something. Look what they did to the NBA this year. They demolished the NBA on Christmas Day. They didn't care. Well, they, they don't care said, about that. But Joe, you know, the, the the high school football players will eventually be NFL players. So if if you kind of ruin all, all that excitement for the players, but Dan, you know, you, Dan, you're, kind of, Dan, you're kind of eliminating your future as do, well. Do you really believe? No, keep it real. Do you really believe the future of the NFL in thirty years is going to be negatively affected because they because some town missed high school Pro- football on a Friday night? Not Joe, okay. but the idea that it could be and they still move forward with it—that's that's the problem. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like. Dan, give me a big answer. You get to ask anyone in history a question. What are you asking? I was going to ask you if you took Judy to the prom or not, but you're not that famous. <laughs> so I would ask D.B. Cooper uh, if he made it. I don't. Who is that person? D.B. Cooper is the guy who jumped yeah, out of the plane is, after stealing 200000 This 200, has come 000. up on our show uh, a yeah. thousand times. You don't times. know D.B. Cooper? No, this, he never knows it. It's coming up many times, and he never remembers D.B. Cooper. So he stole something? $200,000, hijacked it off a plane. And then parachuted out of the plane. You should have done what our guy did down here. What's the name of our guy? Uh, You know, the Brinks truck. Oh, God. Really? Joey, uh, come on, the million dollars on the streets of Philly. What was that guy's name? And then they made the the money, the the movie, Money for Nothing with uh, (laughs) Cusack or Cusack, whatever that guy, John, what's his name? John Cusack. Cusack. Yeah, Money for Nothing. Joey Coyle, right? Might be I, you I might be right about that. You might be Joey Coyle. Joey Coyle, I believe. Well, we got to look it up. I, I think there was a whole thing. God, they've done a million movies about DB Cooper. I'm shocked you don't know. No, no. All right, here's what I do know. That scenario that we talked about a few minutes ago, we did ask the Diddy, and Seltzer has found the audio. And my recollection is it was funny. Now, James, do you remember this or not? Vaguely, I, I have vague memories of it, but I definitely don't remember specifically. All right, let's what take a trip down memory lane with the Diddy and find out if it's as funny as I remember years ago. Let's let's listen to this exchange. Would you rather have three hours with the girl of your dreams and you don't get to watch the Super Bowl and you're just informed of the outcome or you get to watch the Super Bowl mm. and you don't get three hours with the girl of your dreams? What would a, before he met Maria, a 20-year-old Ray Diddinger, Ray Diddy, sir, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry to ask you. I know it's like borderline inappropriate, but what would you have done? Well, 
Let me see. <laughs> uh, I could. And you and let me be clear. You yeah. do not get to have the three hours with the the lovely lady and then watch the game on replay and not know the outcome. You were just told, "Here's the score." Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I gotta, I gotta contextualize this. What what does the three hours constitute? Is it is it, is it, is it like I mean, is it a three hour walk through Longwood Gardens holding hands, or is it like a real three hours? Let's I mean, say, let's say it's a real three. Hour, let's say it's the full three hour tour to use a Gilligan Islands reference. All right, it's uh, the full gamut. All right. Uh, Oh, I'm, I'm there, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could, I could, I could lie and be, you know, and be the Uber fan yeah. here and tell you, no, no, are you kidding? I'm watching the Eagles, but that would be a lie. The Denny, <laughs> there it is, right, Denny. I think that was last year before the Super Bowl, if I remember right. All right, let's go to the phones. Talk to Rob in South Jersey. Hi, Rob. So, so, and any anybody who says watch the Eagles is a liar, in my opinion. <laughs> and, 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 and as long as the contextual is that they're not married, a single person. Well, like I got, yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, also, Joe, I got to give you some credit, man. Throwing out the name Serge Swicker, man. I oh. haven't heard that name. I'm 36. That was the height of college basketball oh. for me. That North Carolina team yep. with Jamison and Carter. Sorry, they took down your boys, uh, your yep. boys. Yep. But um, I wanted to talk a little Phillies. We know uh, with Ben on on the show today. And I gotta say, I'm a little surprised that Ben and a lot of uh, Eagle uh, Phillies funders out there, fans, I have absolutely zero interest in Cody Bellinger, and here is why: Cody Bellinger, you cannot trust him. He was awful a couple of years ago, and I know he's had an MVP. This guy strikes out a lot, and here's the biggest one: John Middleton has signed a ton of big-time, long-term contracts. Bryce Harper, Trey Turner. Um, Aaron Nola, he's going to re-up Zach Wheeler. I know Schwarber and Castellanos are coming off the books. You're going to have to sign Stott. You, you can't Not too soon, right by now. the way. you got a few more years on Castellanos and Schwarber, but go ahead. you, you got like two or three, but you, what am I, my problem is you, you can't get stuck in a big-time contract with this guy, especially when we know that the Phillies can hit. The Phillies have hitters. Everybody knows come October, starting pitching is huge and the bullpen is huge. And that's where they should be allocating their assets right now. I want Jordan Montgomery, sure. Absolutely zero interest in Cody Bellinger. Ben, what's your response to that? I mean, Bellinger's had a strange career, man. It's up, been, down, been, and then back up yeah, again. Definitely roller coaster. But you look at it last year, he had 307. With, he had only had 87 strikeouts in 130 games. Um, I, I, I think if you get him, he's not going to sign a three-year deal. But I would love a three-year deal. But it's, you're going to pay for him. Well, why and was I, he so bad when he was back? Because he had a couple of years, he was one of the worst players in the National League. And the why? Dodgers just caught him. Like, yeah, the league yeah. got rid of him. There was a lot of flaws with his swing. There were a lot of moving parts. A lot of, I mean, there were a lot of moving parts. And you just can't have that from an offensive standpoint. Um, I, I just think they he would fill that void. He's a very good outfielder. He can play some first base. Um, but I, I do agree that pitching and defense wins. That's the bottom line. And I do think they need another starter. Um, and obviously, they need a closer. So, I think that's where they should focus their efforts. Now, if you got to have it both ways, yeah, I signed Bellinger for a three-year deal. That's what I would do. Um, I, I but, agree. But we, but, but we know that. He, he, this is his values. This is the highest his value is ever going to be. He oh, without a, he's going to sign. He's going to get an eight-year deal from somebody. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. But, you know. Exactly. That that's is, okay. that is, you do it for three, yeah. I'm in. That is ridiculous. Yeah, he will. You really think so? At this point in the market, you think so? I do. Oh, I do. Because there's really no one else out there. Yeah, some, uh, I think somebody's going to pay it, but I, I hope it's not. Again, I'm with you, Ben. Three years, 
even four at like. But the thing, yeah, I mean, I don't care about the money aspect. I'm more about the years. All right, Rob, who, who, in. yeah, yeah, Rob, Rob's looking to get rid of Tobias Harris's contract. He doesn't want another one of them. <laughs> Rob, exactly. Rob, give me who you're asking a question to from history. Okay, I'm going to ask uh, Prince Charles or whoever I would ask in the royal family. Was uh, was Princess Diana murdered? Was her death planned? You know, that's interesting. The Diana murder. I know there's always been speculation. Of, in, uh, not murder. The Diana uh, death. Um, John, I don't think she was murdered, right? I think it was a horrible, horrible accident yeah. caused by a system that's broken. Oh, yeah. You know, it's very broken. Paparazzi and everything. Yeah, that that's a disgrace, the paparazzi. All right, let's listen to uh, Adrian Wojnarowski. You know, we've heard from Winhorst earlier today on the trade deadline and the Embiid thing. We've heard from Shams on it as well. Here's Adrian Wojnarowski on the Sixers situation as they approach the trade deadline. But they have picks. They have cap space. I don't know that, again, this is the case all across the league. This is not a trade deadline where there are several really impactful guys available. You can call and ask, and sometimes you can pry a guy out who isn't necessarily available and and get somebody interested in an offer, but you don't have a bunch of really good players being shopped. And Philly, I think with the emergence of Maxi, was able to sell Joel Embiid on hey, we've got a very good team this year. We could maybe be a great team next year if we can find somebody this at the draft and free agency, in a tra- whether it's a trade or somebody who becomes a free agent. But that's really for another day. We'll see. I think Philly will run out all those ground balls this week. Daryl Morey always does. But you're right. It's trickier with him out. Does not sound like... Adrian Wojnarowski expects a meaningful Sixers trade at this point. We do have an update. Uh, John Clark just tweeting out recently. I'm told uh, it's expected that Joel Embiid will have his surgery on his meniscus today. Says Joel was in good spirits last night. So uh, should have some answers hopefully soon. Yeah. I mean, John, we saw last night in the absence of the big guy, man. And it's not no surprise. You're just not the same basketball team. Well, uh, you know, we started out with a jolt and it looked like we might actually have a chance to uh, hold our serve. And then they lost by, like, 20 points. I know. <laughs> and Tobias Harris was was showing, uh, I don't know, like he trying to show he belonged. I thought uh, Jaden Springer stepped up. Uh, Jaden Springer had, like, three steals in the second quarter. He was going crazy defensively. Uh, th- they had a different plan for guarding Luka. Like, the, the defense was pretty solid, and then it just, man, they just couldn't hold out. Luka didn't go crazy, though, last night. That wasn't one of those classic Luka games filling the stat sheet. Every, in every part week. because Jaden Springer did a great job deeing him up. You know, maybe in part because Luka knew he didn't have to expend maximum energy to beat the Sixers without Joel Embiid. That's part of it. That is part of it. Let's get to today's Twitter poll question today. Brought to us by Armin Chevrolet. What's the Armin difference? It's simple. It's their people, well-trained, friendly, and caring. Together, let's drive. Visit ArminChevy.com. All right. Sixers-related question. First question, do you think Joel Embiid will play again this season? John, where do you think the poll results came in on this one? Well, I know there's a lot of wishful thinking here. I think people I, – I know I believe he will play. I think a lot of people believe that. So 63% think he'll play again. 62% think he will not play uh, again the rest of the year. James, where are you on this one? Is he going to play again? I wouldn't count on it. I just, you know, like, I think they should take the safest, smartest route with this. And guys, I, this is safe. It's safe. It's safe. They're not and winning smart. a title this year, John. Like, be smart about this. No, you, you can you, if you, you add the right player. But they're, they're not, not going, going to. to. But they could. Look, 
this is an injury. Again, this is an injury that will be better. Like it, it, when they shave this off, and I know they've already shaved it before, that's not the greatest situation in the world. But once they shave this flap away and they get the swelling out, it's fixed. You know, they will have fixed the problem. And, and what they told us as football players, once the swelling's out, you can play again. You will not make it worse. It will feel fine. But and they it did. turn you, know, you up. You know, when it, what, you know when it felt worse for me was like 15 years later. It's right. He will football, be able though. to play. It's football. I, I understand. He will be able to play this season. He will feel capable of playing this season. I believe he will play this season. I believe they can continue with this plan to make this team shocked. the team it needs to be well, this season. I, I, because he can be back. Look, I won't be shocked if he plays again this year, but I'll be shocked if they push him to play again this year. I mean, first it's off, not really John, they want to get they want to get an arena built in, in Center City, which I don't like the idea of, but they want to have a, a centerpiece to say this guy's our guy for a new arena. And they're going to mess with his career potentially by having him out there a little sooner. I don't buy it. I hope not. Hold on. It, it, it's not messing with his career, having him out there a little sooner. This The surgery is being done. That decision was made. Like, that is – that's a concession by Joel Embiid saying, like, I'm I'm sacrificing here. I'm, I'm well, taking could one be, for the team it to could, some degree. It could be. He has to have surgery. It could be. They like, just they, need to have even surgery. Even when they, all this true. stuff came out, they're like, this is usually something where you get surgery, you know, so yeah. he just might need surgery. I mean, exactly. It, it exactly. was a. It was an. It was not even a question. Once upon a time, if you had a flap, they shaved it off. Now they have different treatment methods, sure. less invasive treatment methods. They have the types that that take longer. You know, using your own body's yeah. stem cells and things like that. He went for the cut and dry. This will fix it, and that's a statement. Well, make of it what you will. We'll obviously, you know, we'll, we'll know more presumably tomorrow or Thursday once they announce how the surgery went. I'll tell you this: they're they're not going to say it went bad, right? It's always <laughs> successful, Joe. Always. <laughs> I mean, I'm waiting for the announcement. They say, you know what? It was terrible. We couldn't fix anything. What, what, wonder what they said after Chris Maragos's surgery back <laughs> oh, in the day, right? Yeah, oh, it was a successful surgery. That's you right. Know? All right, let's get to our second Twitter poll question. Let's all go on the record of where we stand. The three choices here: for do you like that the Eagles open their 2024 regular season on a Friday night in Sao Paulo, Brazil? Three choices. Yes, I like it. No, I don't like it. See, I'm indifferent. Rhea, where are you? I can't ever go indifferent because I always had an opinion. I don't like it. Okay, Seltzer? I don't like it. Ben? No, don't like it. I'm, I don't like it either. John, where are you? I guess I'll say I like it. I mean, it, it is kind of cool. We're spreading our brand. Well, I spread that brand of the 19% of Philadelphians that like <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, Lurie's brand, not our fandom. 58% <laughs> of people don't like it. 23% are indifferent. 215-592-9494. If you miss what Conklin put together today related to Joel, it is uh, phenomenal. We'll get to that up ahead, plus all your phone calls on all these topics and times yours as well up ahead next on 94 WIP. Hey, five days, obviously, to the Super Bowl and you can lock in with FanDuel Sportsbook for Super Bowl 58. FanDuel, in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook. If you like me, well, obviously enjoy the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday. And you know that there are so many ways that you can win and win big from a betting standpoint, whether it's point spread, player props, over-unders, or more. It's all available for you. Very good game, by the way. Kansas City and San Fran. San Fran holding as a slight favorite in the game, which I think is insanity. 
So find the bet or bets that works for you and lock it in at FanDuel.com slash hammer. Again, that website, FanDuel.com slash hammer. Know this, there's no game in America that gets played with more prop bets available, not just prop bets related to the actual playing of the game, but everything else centering around the So I got to give a thumbs down to episode one of season 12 of Curb. Uh-oh. Didn't like it. Not going to say anything else. Just, yeah, not every episode is going to hit. That one did not hit for me. And there's a specific reason, but I won't say why. All right. Show to Cameron John Rich. It is 94 WIT. Time's yours up ahead in about 10 minutes. Let's go to the phones. Also, Conklin, what he put together related to Joel Embiid's latest injury and well, as all of us as 76ers fans, we'll get to that shortly. Let's get to Derek right now in Trenton, New Jersey. Good morning, Derek. How are you guys doing today? Doing well, Derek. Great, great. Um, well, as far as the um, Brazil game, I mean, I thought the World League was through and over <laughs> with. But, <laughs> you know, it's expansion. It's all about the dollar. Pretty soon we'll have the Birmingham Bombers in the league and all that stuff. But with that said, at least it is the opening game. You can get there, get comfortable. You know, when you are done with the game, I, I would imagine you do get an extra day or two off before you got to play the next game. Unless, of course, they schedule us on Wednesday. Well, it's a, <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, right. It's a Friday. So I hear you, Derek. I, I view it. Um, I get that point, but I just view it from a, fa- a fan standpoint. I, I just find it irritating that after such a wonky 2023 Eagles schedule, that 2024 s- starts off on as ridiculous a start as you can have. I mean, yeah, I, agree. I just want to settle in for a one o'clock Sunday game. Exactly. I, I do miss those days. I used to have season tickets back then, and, you know, I'm glad I don't have them anymore because I wouldn't be able to go all the time. You know, I, I would mm. not even, you know, it would be a wow. crazy schedule. Hmm. All right, Derek, you got a shot here to win Green Day tickets. It's a hypothetical okay. where you get to ask someone, and they're going to give you a truthful answer. Who are you asking, and what's the question? Okay. Well, I guess this would apply to every president, but since it was during his administration, Truman, I would ask about Roswell, and is there, is there aliens? Great answer. Yeah, that is an, that is interesting. Is he the right person? He was the president during Roswell when it happened. Yeah, I got it. Is he the right person to ask that to? Well, I think it's just because he was the one that when it I happened. Know. He'd have the information, you'd yeah. think. Okay, that's uh, – John I really did, like that. Did something happen there? Yeah, of course. Why do you say that? Uh, when there's that much smoke, I guess. Amen. Right, what's the smoke? I don't know much about the story. What is the story of Roswell? There's lots. A lot. Well, give me something. What happened? A lot. A lot of oh, sights. Don't, don't know a anything. lot of vision. Apparently an alien crash in New Mexico is what is believed. And it's late 40s, James? Early 50s? 47. 1947. And do you know anything else about it? They have the stuff, apparently. Like, that stuff that came down is somehow on Earth somewhere. Everything that you need to know about Roswell we saw in the movie Independence Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a made-up movie. I know. So do you believe it did not happen, Ray? No, I 100% believe there's aliens. And you think they came in the late 40s? Oh, I think they've been here long before. This is getting freaky. I don't like this. <laughs> Let's get to John and Cherry Hill. John, I work with you, Joe. John, 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 John
Look, I thought Sam Cassell was an alien, but that's a whole nother matter. I mean, you got to admit, as humans being go, he wow. looked more alien-like than the average guy. Wow. Right? Yes. Wow. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, there's no question. A hundred million percent. I mean, he, I mean, we don't even know what an alien looks like, but if that's what the perception. What we believe aliens, sir, like the, the popular culture version of aliens, Sam Cassell. All right, that John, is. go ahead, man. So the thing on the Brazil thing, I have friends that live in Brazil, and it is one of the most dangerous countries in the world. Their car, both their cars, are bulletproof. They have four-inch thick glass. It's, one is a Toyota Corolla. A Toyota Corolla by on anywhere in the United States maybe weighs 4,000 pounds. Their car weighs 8,000 pounds because of all the metal in the doors, the metal in the floors. Not only that, but residents have to can only travel on certain days because the traffic is so bad. So, like, if your license plate is whatever it is, you cannot drive on that day. If you are, you're arrested. Holy cow. Ow. Well, yeah. well, listen, I mean, I would imagine they're going to keep the teams very safe. But, John, I think what you're alluding to is, you know, 10, 20, 30,000 fans go. Now you got to. Well, that's make, what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you got to really prepare for traveling. So she takes her son to school. He, less than two miles away, takes her over an hour and a half to get to his son, her son's oh, school. Oh, man. So they're going to have to clone Big Dom. Really? So, <laughs> so I, have, I have a question for Ben. Um, with the Duck Hunting Philly season, do you think Topper is going to be willing to adjust further than he did last year in the lineup, or is he going to be just as stubborn as he was last year? No, I think I think he'll adjust, and I, I, I don't think it's going to be drastic, but I think he will adjust. I think he has to. I think he's kind of read the writing on the wall and realize he didn't get to where he wanted to be ultimately in winning a World Series, so they need to make some tweaks. And – you know, he's, he's, a, he's a great baseball man, and I think he's going to be willing to make those changes. He's talked about making yeah. those changes. By the yeah, way, and, by the way, John, but, let me just tell you yeah. this one, man. So, in the end, I don't think he adjusted enough. You guys know I thought Rojas but, should have been sat down at the end of the playoffs. But That's what my point was. But, but, but John, I will, I will tell you this. I think Rob Thompson adjusted more with the lineup last year than people realize. I mean, he had Trey Turner batting leadoff to start the season – I don't know the exact sequence, but I think it went Trey Turner, Schwerber, Stott, Schwerber. I mean, it wasn't like he didn't make changes. He made a lot of changes. I mean, they had a bunch of different four-hole hitters at various points. I just didn't like in the end how he got stubborn, but I thought he changed more early than people realized. And I well, I agree with you, but I, I think that it was too sporadic. Like, he was willing to change, you know, Turner and, and Schwerber around, but then – where the other players were struggling, if you, you know, Ben, you can attest to this. Baseball players are the most finicky players in the in any sport. Yes. And you know, just the minor little adjustments can change everything. You can see what it did for Turner. But yeah. to me, the 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 inconsistencies in his adjustments were the thing that frustrated me the most. And what does that Especially mean? What do you what do you what do you mean by that? So he was willing to move Turner and swing Schwarber back and forth. Yep. But then when it came to Baum struggling, he didn't really make any adjustments. In the, end of the, in the end of the playoffs. Yeah, the end of the playoffs. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's I, I'm with you. I, I think it was an end of playoff issue. See, here, here's what I'd say, John. I think in the regular season, and Ben could speak about this a th- trillion times better than any of us, I think managers try to avoid the willy-nilly adjustments that aren't – like you want to see – I hate to say it, you almost want to see it fail – two weeks before you consider the adjustment sometimes because you want to let a routine set in, and if it's not working, then change. And sometimes that's even a month or two. To me, the playoffs are different. The playoffs are 
you know, as Apollo said to Rock, there is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. Like, you got to cut to the chase quicker. And that's where I thought he failed. But, Ben, is my assessment about the regular I, season fair? Yes, it is, because you have more time to tinker because you're playing 162 yeah. games. But I do agree with the playoffs. There, there were some decisions there that I thought could have gone a different way and for the simple fact that, you know, there's some guys that just – they were going up to home plate and they were already out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it got bad. But, it, I mean, here's here part of the problem. Other than the Rojas, there's no one you could sit. There was no bench. I mean, at the end, Bohm wasn't hitting – and Castellanos wasn't hitting. Boy, are you going to play Cave instead of those guys? Yeah. I, I mean, just, they. I will say this. They did not have much of a bench last year. No, they didn't. And that was one of the problems in the playoffs. Rob Thompson didn't feel like he could go to anybody else. I know. I I just wish I knew what the hell happened when they went out to Arizona. A 2 nothing lead. They scored 10 runs in game two. And they go out there. And it, I don't – I just don't – I've never seen you know my theory. that. You know my theory? Baseball complacent. Base, baseball happens. Yeah. I'm, I mean that. I mean, I have James every year in the first week of April. Every year. John, hey, John give me a, an answer here. For a, uh, you get to ask someone a question, you're going to get an answer. What, what's your question? So, to keep it baseball, it, to ask Pete Rose why he bet on baseball. Why he bet on baseball. Okay. I mean, I think we know the reason. He wanted to <laughs> make money. Make money, and he's got a gambling addiction. But, uh, James, every year you tell me and John in particular, first three games. Don't read that much into it. It's a small sample size. Yep. That's what I think happened in the final three mm-hmm. games or the final five games. I mean, I, 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 I hate to make it so simplistic. I just, I've seen that a million times in baseball. It's just the first time we experience a team up 3-2 lose a series. First time we've seen a Phillies team up 2-0 lose a series. But it happens. I'm not saying I like it. I'm just saying it's what happens in baseball. Right? Yeah, but the, the way they just went about it, I mean, there are two d- different teams the team that you saw in Philly and then he went out to Arizona, it was a completely different ball. Well, okay, let me ask you a question. I'll flip it around and let's talk 93. The Phillies get their butts absolutely handed to them when they lose to the Braves twice in the 93 NLCS. Mm-hmm. They get crushed like 11-3 or whatever the heck that score was. I mean, Fred McGriff hits a home run of the second deck at, at the vet. Like, how do, how do the Phillies get crushed twice in that series but then win – Four other games that are all close. Because Lenny Dykstra hit 900. Well, right. <laughs> he got great pitching. Right. But you know my theory. That's baseball. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I just. I, it is, but doesn't mean I have to like it. No, it doesn't. <laughs> all right. Time's you know yours. What? You want the Phillies and the Eagles to sit down and tell us truly what went wrong. That's a big one. In, in both of their clubhouses and locker rooms that they just fell completely apart. Well, I get the Phillies one. The A.J. Brown question we got earlier could be a winning answer yeah. today. We got like A.J. Brown versus aliens versus, you know, whatever else we've <laughs> had today. But the A.J. Brown, what the heck happened? That was a pretty good question we got. All right, up ahead in one minute. Time's yours in one minute. From Thanksgiving all the way to the big game, that's typically when I'd eat like a, I was trying to set records, when I'd get husky. It's typically a sports fan's season of eating. But now it's time to slim down, shape up, and get ready for spring training. Reach out to NJ Diet today. Their results are nearly twice as fast as weight loss injections and without any of those nasty side effects. With NJ Diet, you will lose 20 to 40-plus pounds in only 40 days, contractually guaranteed. They use your hair and saliva along with scans to personalize natural solutions and supplements that get your body into the fat-burning zone. Then NJ Diet uses your DNA info to help keep the weight off. 
lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days. That's much quicker than the injections and much safer too. NJ Diet is all natural, no hormones, no prepackaged foods, no shots, and you even get Dr. T's personal email and phone number. Call 855-5NJ-DIET. That's 855-5NJ-DIET. Or schedule your consult today at njdiet.com. That's njdiet.com. Well, first thing I want to say is what Conklin put together related to Joel and the latest injury in the Sixers. We're going to get to that in a matter of minutes. Right now, time's yours. It's sponsored by Xfinity Mobile, the sponsor of WIP's Xfinity Mobile Lounge. Discover the nation's best-kept secret and switch to Xfinity Mobile, now at the best price for two lines of Unlimited. Let's hit it with time's yours. Hello, Philadelphia. This is Sal Palo calling from Sal Palo, and I would like to welcome you and all Eagles fans around the world to Sal Palo. Right, my biggest concern about this game is week one better be on regular TV. Well, oh. it will be. For sure. <laughs> yeah, you, you, that, you don't have to worry about that. The lo- for what it's worth, the local games are always, even yeah. if it's prime or whatever, it's always on local TV. Yeah, yeah so what would be worse, being a, a teacher trying to teach Ben Davis Shakespeare or trying to be a teacher trying to teach Joe science? Time is yours. That's, That's pretty, pretty close. <laughs> That's, yeah. I mean, Ben was really out on Shakespeare. I think Joe <laughs> in science, though. Yeah, Joe but, science. Joe, but Joe actually doubts the validity of science. Like, you just think Shakespeare's dumb. Joe actually thinks science is wrong. Well, let me clarify now that John has put me in the persecution chair. Uh-huh. Ben, my theory, let's take carbon dating. Okay? <laughs> Do you believe in the next 10,000 years there will be an advancement scientifically that will get us greater detail about when something is from from the past? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think you're wrong, but that's okay. Okay, well, you blew up my theory a little bit there. But <laughs> Good job. That's man. okay. I think most people know there will be advancements, and when they do, I'll say, yes, what we were told in 2005 about carbon dating was, in fact, in part, inaccurate. And there I rest my case. Conklin, don't think that we don't remember. I remember what you did. You did a reboot on that song. You did the same thing for Eric Lindros. Eric's heard again. The franchise is on the shelf again, and you went on and on, and you just did a reboot. And these people are wow. sucking it up, and I'm here to stick a dagger in you. That's horrible. Because you're caught. Time's yours. Wow. No, it's not horrible that Conklin did that. I think it's horrible that you think 24 years later we <laughs> can't have a similar attention. song. I mean, I got no problem with that. Hey, little Joey, what are you doing? You're killing me over here. Two years ago, you don't put me away. This year, you don't put me out. I need some ham. Sign over here. Get me out of here. Get me out of this box. I'm your Christmas tree. No, 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 no. Christmas tree never got out. Christmas tree's got nothing to complain about. It's in a box. Stays in a box. Unlike Gwyneth Paltrow's head at the end of that movie. Oh, and her head's in the box. Wow. Christmas tree's still alive, even though it's a fakie. You didn't decorate. You didn't put a Christmas tree up that's this sad, year. Yeah. But that I really, that's wrong. I know it is. But I also haven't undecorated the stuff I did decorate with. I got to take that down, man. It's almost mid-Feb. And with that, we shut it down. The Time's Yours line. Leave Joe and John a message of your thoughts, compliments, and complaints. Call 215-238-4500. It's just so broken and all over the place. You decorated some stuff, and you still haven't taken it down. We're we're talking February now. Yeah, yeah. And you never took the time to put the tree up, the main (laughs) Christmas item. 
Oh, yeah. You did a poor job of decorating to start with, and then you've done a lazy job of undecorating the poor decorating job. Let me ask you this. Is it lazier than what Seltzer just did? It's not lazy. I just forgot to put the thing down, and then... The... Yes, you forgot. Yes, at the end of Times Yours, this pot was up, and then I forgot yeah. to put it down. It's not so lazy. So it wasn't lazy. It, yes. You didn't do your job. Sure. Oh yes, okay. I didn't do my job, and thus yeah. that computer noise went on the air. Okay. John, what's worse to take to a coach? I'm lazy, or I just didn't do it? Wow. Like, if you're going back to Lombardi on the sideline, <laughs> would you rather say, hey, oh, hey, coach, I was lazy, or, or hey, coach, I just chose not to do it? Man. I didn't choose. I forgot to do it, is what I oh, said. Oh, so I didn't care enough to yes, have attention to detail. Yes, that's what it was. I didn't care, yes. Didn't that's care enough for attention to detail. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Why don't you produce? Wait, how about you produce a show? Oh, I would like you to really do bad one. Producer, in fact, Joe? That, I would horrible. like you to get through one segment back here without ruining the show because it's impossible. I call for the engineers. Yes, exactly. Hey, yo, Joe, engineers, yes. I need Joe help. I don't even know what button to touch. Who hung up on Terrell Owens three times in the same interview? That's right. While yeah. trying to three have three words for you. Howard stay interview. in your lane. That's four words actually. But stay in your lane. <laughs> All right, let's get to. Uh, I'd say we know Conklin's lane. They call us ripping them. That's outrageous. I don't care if we're the whole concept of going on the road again is you're going on the road again. again. So I don't care if this applied to Lindros 25 years ago. Let's apply it to Joel Embiid and, you know, go on the road again. Embiid is hurt again. I'm not surprised we're in a jam again. This team I love has fallen, much to my chagrin. Basketball gods sure as hell are not our friend. So we're screwed again. Did we commit some kind of deadly sin? I know we'll never make it past the second round. Josh Harris teams are always run by a bunch of clowns. Missed opportunities. Sam Hinkie told us we had optionality. Adam Silver gave us Colangelo and he came up so teeny and Babs Botini the wrong move again traded Jimmy Butler took it on the chin again and we held on to that wussy Ben Simmons plus we discarded Mikael Bridges in the end what could have been we took Markel Fultz and passed on Jason Tatum Got fleeced by Danny Ainge. Then we lose to Boston every time we play them. I freaking hate them. So here we go again. Embiid is going under the knife again. The team I love just makes me play the violin. Woe is me, the Sixers are just f***ed again. <laughs> All right, maybe with the exception of the very, very end, which is great. There is a definitive best moment in that song. What is it? One name. Hmm. Josh Harris? The Ben Simmons part? Nope. Bab- Did we Bab- commit oh, some Babs. kind of Babs. deadly sound? Babs Botini. Oh, the Botini oh, line. Great. Yeah. You're right. Babs Botini. It's not brought up enough. It's not. How it's not. insane that was. Correct. The Burner Gay thing, outrageous. All right. We got to come up with a. So, hey, by the way, let me uh, thank Conklin and also say you can see Conklin at the Special Olympics PA Polar Plunge at Citizens Bank Park this Friday. You can also see Conklin with the City Rhythm Orchestra at the Broadway Theater in Pittman, New Jersey on Saturday, February 24th. Tickets are still available, but you got to get yourself there soon because tickets are running out. Get yourself to JoeConklin.com. That's JoeConklin.com. You can, of course, as always, also book Joe for a private event 
do it all at joeconklin.com. All right, we've got to come up with a winning answer for a question you get to ask someone. They're going to give you the truth, who you're asking it to, and what the question is. Is it as simple as we're going to Truman for what happened to Roswell? I, I think that. that's a great answer. I think it works. Yeah, yeah the me aliens. Too. I think it works. All right, Derek, congratulations. Late in the show. Listen, A.J. Brown, what the hell really happened this year was a good one, but uh, Truman and Roswell is pretty darn good. All right, speaking of good uh, and questions, we will have questions tomorrow, and we will hear the answers from Philly's president of baseball operations, Dave Dombrowski. We have not done a deep dive with a representative from the Phils, meaning, you know, the manager or the general manager or the president of baseball ops or the owner in a couple months. Dombrowski on the show tomorrow at 8.30. So we'll crank up a lot of coverage on the Phils related to that tomorrow. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.